Blog Talk Radio.
a show which you can hear every Sunday from 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can call us at 1-515-605-9850, or you can drop us a line via the email, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the cricket show, or cricketshow.com at comcast.com. Again, the cricket show at comcast.net. Good evening to all. Again, especially your wonderful panelists. Good evening to you all. I just want to just say before anything else to thank all of you for the kind words of compliments that you showered both on myself and Dennis, having received an award from the Cricket Hall of Fame. More on that later, but let us go to the Lord in prayer. Give the church blessings. Dear, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for this opportunity that you have afforded us. We pray you'll let this show go on without any interruptions. We ask that you continue to bless the ones who have made it possible, those who have given us funds, that the show can be on for the past 13 years. We pray for the ones who give us their moral support, the ones who participate every week without any notice. Lord, we thank you for any support that we have gotten. And we pray you let them go on. Or go on providing this support as long as they, you can wish them to do. We ask that you put your healing touches on our dear brothers and sisters, namely the Natubia Patel, which is the father of J.T. Patel, David Christian, we know that gentleman is the husband of Hyacinth. Of course, Leroy Lashley and his daughter, Lisa. Bobsey and her daughter, Murchis, we pray especially for Sister Bobsey as she goes through some, some trying times. Ellie Matt, Connie Whitley, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon as well, Lord. We pray for those folks. We also ask that you bless Elkamido Willis, hope that he, his desires will be fulfilled. Dr. Roger Brown, Wentworth, Gabriel, Kelbert, Joanne, Sharon, my siblings, that you pray for them as well. My dear friend, Joseph Gunshot, and a brother of ours, Dennis Kelman, Mona Daniels, Dr. Eugene Francis, a friend for over 50 years, Fillmore Halpite, Earl Stevens, and Mr. Linford McKenzie. We pray also for the ones who have not expressed their concerns. We pray for them. They may be a little worried about their condition and not wanted to mention it. But we just pray, Father, that you touch them from the crown of their head to the bottom of their feet, Lord. We thank you for all you have done for, for them in the past, and we pray you just continue to bless them. Bless the ones who are mourning at this time, Lord, those who are suffering with any kind of temporary setbacks, Lord. Pray for them. Give them comfort. And may this show be one to be remembered and enjoyed this evening. In your precious mm-hmm. name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay. Well, I think the folks like to hear from the one the furthest away. Can you just come in and tell us? Tell, say hello to your fans and well wishes around the world. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, all those listening. Once again, it's nice to be on this show. We had a good week. Nothing, not much to complain about. Just 
thank God for all that's happening and in knowing the season of Lent. So mm. we just ask for God's grace and his mercy as we go through it for all of us. So we just continue to pray for each other. And it's going to be a wonderful show. Let us enjoy it and learn as much as we can. As Amen. So we're looking forward to a wonderful evening. And congratulations to you guys. Well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Why don't we hear from Murchis, our special over there in New York. Murchis, come yes. on in. Good evening, New York. Coming from New York, New York. Welcome <laughs> to uh, about my mom, she's doing better. She's off oxygen and she's speaking much better. So great. All right. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. But to start walking, but we have hope. Yes. And we'll endure to the end. So we are grateful and thankful for all the prayers and all the love and all the encouragement. So we send it back to you guys. Thank and you. Everybody else who supported us during our time now. So thank yes. you. I'm here for you tonight. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. How about you? Donna. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just congratulations to both you, Leon, and Dennis for your. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hard work and dedication, Peter, to continue. Indeed. Stop. Indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Donna, your time. Say your yes, hello, good night. Good night, Hi. one. Good night, good one night, and all. Good night, mm-hmm. Hyacinth. Good night, darling. And, of course, Dennis, it's all up to you now. All right. Thank, thank you, Leon. Good evening to you mm-hmm. and Donner and Mertris and Hyacinth. And thank you for your, your congratulations. Hello and welcome to all our listeners wherever you are in the world. This is the Cricket Show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Cricket Show. You can call us to join in and share your thoughts and opinions at one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. That's one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. Or send us an email and we will certainly respond to the cricket show at Comcast dot net. That's your reminder to join us every Sunday at six PM Eastern time zone. Thank you once again, Leon, back to you. And yes, and we have none other. Thank you so much for that, Dennis. We have none other than great Jason Patel, the son of Mr. Oh, Matobi Patel. All right. All right. Leon, before I get to... Uh, no, well... Coach, I, I was about to say yeah, Donna has been dropped, so maybe we can try and bring her back in. Do you have more particulars mm-hmm. to do so? Yes, you. Okay. Go ahead. You, yeah. All right. So, good. the cricket show, this is the time where we, uh, I heard a comment back there. Are you with us, Coach? Yes, sir. Good evening, everyone. Okay. All right. So, let me do the honors, Coach. The cricket show, USA, 
Because it's Hall of Fame USA and the American Cricket Education Council, ACEC, is pleased to welcome the weekly joint collaborative broadcast of the Coaches' Corner. The objective of the Coaches' Corner is to provide coaching, education, and expert views, information, oral and practical assistance, while helping to educate those seeking to understand and to become actively involved in the sport of cricket, both nationally and internationally. The segment of the Coach's Corner will run from 6.15 approximately to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard and will feature Coach Jatin Patel, Cricket Hall of Famer and multi-sport coach, administrator and director of the Cricket Hall of Fame. Coach, once again, good evening and welcome to you. Good evening, everyone. Oh, good evening. Coach, tonight's topic, tonight's topic, of course, is fueling champions, nutrition players, and athletes. Coach, in our everyday living, everyone, regardless of their career path, must eat to survive. However, if you are an athlete, nutrition and what you eat is an essential part of your success. So, can you explain to us why nutrition and fuel is important to a champion athlete? Before we go into the nutrition, we have to understand the normal life. We all, as a being human on this planet, we have the three necessities in order to survive or live. Those are the breathing, which is the air, oxygen, we call it. And then you're going to need the water, which is the liquid, which is also help the hydration and keep the body. And the most important is the food. So if you understand, biologically, our body needs air, water, and food. And then how it works in the sports. When we say sports, we talk about players. But what the player use, their body, means they need to be physically fit. They need to have the game demand in order to compete. And that is where people normally talk about learning skills, understanding techniques, and building the physique, which is the fitness part. These all are okay. But even though, if you don't have the right combination to feed this body, which is comes, we call it the fueling. The body is like an engine. It will not work without the fuel. And that is where it becomes important. If you simplify the process, the oxygen, there is a plenty of air out there. We are breathing normally as much as we can. It doesn't have limit restrictions or cost involved at this point. But there is a little bit effect out there. What happens is air is a small or polluted. Like 
example, we've seen in a couple of years back, they were playing in Delhi, and the players used to feel that impact. means the breathing air quality is a little bit lower, and that makes difficult for your body to breathe. When you have that situation, it automatically impacts your performance. Body will not work. Similar way, when we look at the liquid, means the water or any other liquid, which is normally required for the body itself as well as for the hydration reason. But if you don't have the right liquid, then definitely the performance can be difficult. The food is the worst. If you don't have enough, or if you don't have the right food, or if you have something over the limit food, this all can harm the body performance. Absolutely. Each and every individual out there in the sports are different. They have different hobbies, they have different tests, different quantities they eat, different time they eat, different intervals they carry between uh, feedings and so on. But when we look at it, when people talk about high performance, which is also a call a peak physical performance, or a peak performance at the professional level, then you have to sort out and come out with a proper solution which can work for you. There is absolutely one, there is no one size fit all solution. Means if I give you something to eat certain thing, does not mean you have 11 or 20 players in front of you, they will all follow and all become the great players. Again, each and every player is a different. Their physique is different, taste is different, mood is different, and so on. You need to have a player-specific plan. But definitely we can continue discussing this uh, key topic about the fueling the champion. What it takes to make your body perfect. What it takes, your body can be competitive in a modern world and demand of the sport because every sport is nowadays is growing crazy and the fitness, we call it mother of all failures, is always the huge concern. So that is where we have to feel the champion the proper way and it only can happen if they understand right, if they use it right, and if they grab the content they need out of the food, the key elements, what they really need for the body. And that is what we are going to discuss today. Okay, thank you, Coach, for that uh, overall um, summary of uh, the points that we're going to be looking at. Let me proceed by asking you, Coach, Professional and champion athletes require special considerations in terms of their nutrition and fuel needs. Can you explain the food choices for athletes in a high-intensity sport such as cycling, soccer, basketball, and a low-intensity sport such as archery? The most important thing here is not about the straight to the food, what you can eat, but we have to understand what we are trying to get out of the food. 
Now, to understand that, we have to uh, understand what it needs in terms of the performance. So our body definitely needs to have muscles, the key important part. If you have to be stay as a uh, well-being sportsman who can uh, prevent the injuries, right? In order to do, they have a good, uh, healthy situation. And then you also want to keep continue that performance on a longer basis. So how you can sustain that performance, it becomes uh, important. And because of that, you must eat certain food. Now, when we say certain food, what are we trying to do? So you have to understand what really we need as a being sportsman. So there are a few things. The primary source of the energy in the players are coming from carbohydrates, the main ingredient. The carbohydrates are stored as a glucosa in the muscles, in the liver, and they provide the necessary fuel for the players. Whenever they need the physical demand, means the body needs to be in a work, in action. The proper carbohydrate intake ensures the players have enough energy to maintain their performance levels throughout either practice, game, or tournament. So the key ingredient we are looking from the food is the carbohydrate. The second part of this food is we are looking at how we can get energy boost and a lot of other things, right? How much carbohydrate we need to consume. But at the same time, our muscles need the protein for the battle health. If you look at the cricket training, we are heavily demanding strength and conditioning. As an integral component of any sport, I will say. But the building and maintaining muscles is a very crucial to reduce the risk of injuries as well as to improve the overall performance. Because protein plays a central role in a muscle's repair and growth, both. And that is the where nutrition becomes important. In fact, the professional nutritionists they usually work closely with the professional players to ensure that they receive the adequate amount of protein to support these efforts. Besides this carbohydrate and protein, the third most important thing we consider is the hydration part and the micronutrition. The dehydration can have a significant impact on cricket performance. It can lead to decrease the endurance coordination, and overall the effectiveness. One of the few major cause because of the dehydration is uh, cramps. And some of the players do get exhausted 
because the heat is coming and hydration is lower, lower, and because of that, you are getting disturbed, and that can definitely impact mood, mindset, everything, and eventually it can impact your performance. So the proper hydration is also essential, and that needs to be monitored based on the body about hydration levels and to maintain the hydration level they have to develop the strategies to maintain the proper fluid balance during the training before the training after the training and the same situation before during and after the matches and that's how you can maintain body with the proper hydration, which is also, we call it a part of the fueling, the body. And there is a last ingredient nowadays because of the sports is growing, science is there. There's a plenty of uh, alternatives out there. And because of that, the last minute boost, or sometimes we can say the temporary support is coming from the micronutrients. It's a new word but it has a lot of alternatives because during the game, when the intensity is high, endurance is growing, you are sort of uh, energy bagging. And that is with these uh, micronutrients usually help. Now, when we say all these uh, fuel system, then you may have concern. Inside this fuel system, what else we need? And especially food side. So there are a few important things we need to understand. One of the biggest challenges is getting the calcium, which is essential for the bone health. And the bones, they heavily rely on primary minerals in a bone, which demands the proper food. The whatever the food we eat, or drink is the where this nutrition comes. So calcium is the one we needed for the bones. Then you are looking at the vitamin D. We already discussed the protein and so on. The carbohydrate. Now these are the four key uh, ingredients we need in the food. So when you go and buy the grocery look at the ingredients or there is always details out there how much fat they carry sugar they add and then usually these are the contents we're looking for so whatever you're trying to gain for your body we need to eat that proper food okay coach thank you very very deep in-depth coverage there can you explain coach dietary supplements are popular but supplements may or may not help. Can, can you explain the use of supplements as part of the fueling requirements? Well, the reason supplements are in a place, because uh, incapability or inability of an individual to take the real ingredient in a food. So to accomplish that, because sometimes it's a lack of supply. I will explain to you very soon. And because of that, the supplements comes in a place. 
now there are positive sides and the negative sides when you take the uh, this uh, supplement but our old traditional way is still powerful even today science is trying to find a alternative for those uh, uh things we used to do 50 years back or 100 years back we are not able to keep continue because we are moving fast forward we are looking at so many things so for example let's say if you are taking vitamin d or supplement then if you look at the label it has a lot of things in it the one way it helps you instead of taking let's say eight different fruit eight different vegetables and lot of other foods and if we can get this supplement to alter something instead of getting all those it can help but even today most of the athletes at the proper professional levels they normally do not rely too much on a supplement instead they go for the professional nutrist and find the proper nutrition and they usually develop the player's specific plan that includes the two main part is always the food part and the liquid intake if you can do me maintain that two schedules what it's need to your specific body and it is developed for your body we call it the tailor made program but you can say specifically it's a design for you only and if you can maintain then you can avoid the supplement in my opinion i am not much towards the supplements been grown up and played sports and in all our life with the organic products we rely and even today if you have the proper diet if you have the proper food as a intake and if you can eliminate or avoid the junk food or the foods which can harm your fitness and so does your performance if you can maintain that simple rule you can be in a good shape you can stay away from the supplements okay thank you coach does sports governing bodies have a list of harmful or banned supplements coach how oh dear that's a tricky question but i will say no the sports organization sports body competitive entity nobody wants to control those because that's not their concern it is just like i can give you one example for all of us does our government and doctor controls how much milk will you need to drink how much uh, water we need to drink day to day or what we need to eat no we have the freedom so it's in our situation whether it's a sports or normal life it's your body you decide what you want to do with the body and at the same way i will say what you want to take is intake it's your choice your mood and you have to do what you like to do and love to do but at the same time if you really concern to be a good player or if you want to become a professional player who can perform on consistent basis for a longer time you have to maintain your fitness and fitness has a direct impact 
about what you eat. Why the organization gave you? Yes, they recommend something. If you look at the Olympic, if you look at the soccer, I know very well they are heavy on nutrition and those. I haven't seen much about cricket, but it's now the people are getting into. And uh, some of the coaching courses does goes in a deep uh, uh, scale for knowledge about the nutrition. And it is a very important. If the player understands what it takes to be a good player, what it takes to be healthy, how you can maintain the risk-free career, and yes, you have to develop your own program or style of living where you can eat the food proper needed for the game demand. Coach, can the fuel type and choices affect the mood of the athlete? Definitely does. For example, we even see during the games, a lot of times uh, the player asks for the water break, especially batsmen. And uh, you might have seen that the, the 12th man or someone from the team staff usually carry not just water only. They may have some alternative drink. Sometimes they bring tablet or two, which is the micronutrition. And at the same time, they have some sort of... Uh, uh, relief if there is something going in your body or you're going through cramp or uh, there's a lot of things can happen and because of that they usually give you the alternative and the because of that we have to understand what is needed to keep continue or to keep performing and that is where they have to decide what is the intake now, intake is definitely uh, related to your mood. Like, say, for example, you want to eat pizza today. Now, your mood is set for the pizza, and all of a sudden, someone gives you alternative, like, can you eat the Mexican? Can you eat the Japanese? Can you eat the Chinese? But no, your mood is the most important thing, because mood controls what you want to eat, how much you want to eat, when you want to eat, how long you want to eat, and so on. So basically, this is a part of the mindset process. It's not easy because mood usually senses. If you need to drink water, if you're getting a little bit uh, dry, we call it dehydration is already started, may not be at the risk level, but at the beginning stage, and all of a sudden you are asking for liquid. Who decides? That's a mood. And same thing when it comes to the eat. We say so, like you need carbohydrate, you need the protein, you need the calcium, you need the vitamin D, all sort of things. But then all of a sudden, you might decide to eat certain food only because that goes on the mood. You are in or not in the right mood to eat something. You just want to eat something what your mood is sensing right now. I'll just ask this one question before I ask Leon to uh, come in. Coach, is it reasonable then to say that fuel and nutrition affect the mindfulness of athletes? Yes, sir. It has the impact because that is uh, we tell in a mindfulness, the mindset is your mind controls the body, but the mind senses what to do with the body based on the mood. So what you eat, it's a completely different thing. I can give you one simple example, uh, especially in uh, our uh, 
recreational sport cricket the weekend cricket i have seen plenty of time that the team is uh, putting uh, lunch as a pizza i mean it's a lot easier to help pizza right it's like a cost effective when you're sharing the cost in the team it's easy thing but if you look at the ingredient cheese it can put you in a breakdown is not a good is not only that your body will not be fully efficient after you eat the cheese in a soccer normally if you ask any coaches we usually ask and recommend the players not to eat certain food before the game not just before the game the process starts 48 hours before the big game because whatever you are doing in this 48 hours before the game can definitely impact your performance and at the same time they like to say hey there are certain things we need to avoid on the game day before the game during the game including after the game after the game you want they not give you the freedom to eat what you want and how much you want to eat until certain time and they usually regulate that kind of process just to help the players so they can stay fit they can stay injury free and they can perform well what the team needs so this uh, mood is a uh, controls everything and because of that mindfulness is the same thing if you are hungry let's say you will not be able to fall asleep you can try experiment yourself let's say you are hungry uh you just started thinking about eating something let's say and you trying to avoid now and let's say after one hour see the things will change now you will be desperate to get the food because that additional one hour is torturing your head and mood both to eat something and now you are previously you are just hungry now you are really hungry after one hour if you take some more time you are going in a bigger trouble so that's how this mindset works behind to keep you in a fueling control whether you want to eat it or not if you eat you want to eat the right food or not if you want to eat the right food at right time at right interval at the right way or not this all decides your mind Oh, thank you so much, Coach. A lot of uh, valuable insights there. Uh, Leon, any questions for Coach? Yeah, well, just 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 a, just a question. Just, I'm just inquisitive. I said, Coach, is it essential for each team in this modern day to have either a nutritionist or or a hygienist involved in the preparation of the development of the the strength and the well-being of the players uh, so far we don't have seen in cricket but in soccer it does there is a mm. uh, physio has a different role to do it but the professional nutrition is a part of the team who usually helps the players to stay maintain their fitness as well as performance levels uh if i have to take little bit different direction is not for the youth cricketers but anyone who is a adult cricketer and playing at international level or something we have seen there is a, a little bit uh, lack of knowledge or sometimes lack of understanding or educational side 
where they are not understanding right about what they do in tech to be straightforward mm-hmm. night before the game the good players will limit their hydration and food part where some things i can take couple of beer and i'll be fine in morning mm-hmm. all right thank you exactly. thank you coach coach how does fueling plan and types differ between male and female athletes participating in this male version and the female version of the same it it's a two different body structure let's say right and uh, it's uh, depends on their we call it the mental strength means how strong you are mindfully but that, that is a big challenge right on the male side i will say we have a lack of confidence or sometimes less effective way the way they think about the nutrition where on the female side to my experience i have coached so many uh, years with the female soccer i will say their mindset is good enough they are strong enough and they can maintain now is not about what they eat or what they intake but it's the, are they following their specific plan with the discipline that includes the interval amount they eat type of food they eat the ingredients in the food they're looking for but everything is based on player specific that includes their weight height body and we also go by the uh, mass of muscles means how much your body has a mass they call it also a bmi which is the measurement how much fat you have how many muscles you have nowadays there are if you're looking for a live wellness program and those they have the machine where you stand in front of it and they weight uh, your uh, body weight and they also measure your uh, waist they also measure your height and they can come out and give you uh some kind of uh, analysis your body has a this much water your body has a this much fat your body has this much muscles and all those things coming between those male and female i will say i have seen it's a prone the female athletes are more confident and able to maintain what they need to maintain to be in a game where male side there is always some adjustment comes and sometimes they are little bit lazy to go by they are flexible on that whatever the schedule you make but it is definitely the things does not change are based on your body how much liquid you need to take it's a directly proportional to your weight it has nothing to do with male and female if the female is weighing 310 pound and male is weighing 140 pound there is a two different formula how much water you need right so in, in that sense it depends on the body weight right and that must include our key requirement which is again going back carbohydrate looking at protein right and looking at uh, calcium vitamin the all sort of things but there is absolutely no comparison i will not do it because these are the male and female just like that god created two different creatures we call it right and they need the different nutrition 
So part of the fuel when we say, I will say it's based on the body. To explain right way, let's say you have a small car and a big van. The both has a different tank. Small car requires small amount of fuel, tank will be full. The van needs the more fuel and because of they have the bigger tank. So over here, we are talking cricket and soccer, but think about the player in uh, NFL, the American football, where the player weighs 250 to maybe 300 plus pounds. Their fuel system is completely different than what we compare with under 150 pound player in cricket. Okay, coach. Now, coach, food allergies, intolerance, and sensitivities are common. How should athletes prepare themselves to recognize if they are being affected by allergies, intolerance, or sensitivity? Now, this is coming from uh, of the sport, from your normal living style. We understand some players do have the allergy to certain food, and they definitely need to avoid that food. But there is always alternative to get our uh, nutrition part for the sport, which can be provided by either the doctor or the nutrition. Number two, we have to leave you with our own experience. We call it experience is the best teacher. Means if I'm growing up, I try to eat different fruits, let's say one example. But there are some food I don't like it, but there are some food I took it and it disturbs my stomach. It may bring the few more bathroom visit or you might end up with the diarrhea or something. Now in that situation, I, the individual is the one specific, need to stay confirmed like, hey, if I eat this, that brings me the trouble. Means you have to avoid it. So this food can definitely comes with the side effects, we call it, as you say, the allergies or some other symptoms where you can be not in posit, uh, position to keep continuing action or performing. And to do so, you have to avoid. How many times we have seen in cricket world, the players are going in a foreign country and they eat food and sometimes they, they have the stomach virus or sometimes they say the food poison. There's another language they use it, right? And what happens? The players get disturbed. They are not in position to stay in practice or they are not 100% fit for the game. Now, these are the all impact comes when the food, the fuel intake can create a harm. There is absolutely no guarantee that the, you eat the apple in uh, USA and if you eat the same apple in uh, Thailand will not create problem. No, we don't know how the apple is grown. We don't know what pesticides they put on it. We don't know how this apple delivered to you, right? But at the same time, you have to stay firm on your side. What are the food you want to stick with it? If not available, what are the alternatives we're looking at it? I can give you one specific example to the soccer. What the salad and certain things they eat, especially in the U.S. When they travel different country, some of the ingredients not available in local market. There is no way to bring from USA by air. 
so they have to come out with alternative food right there are a lot of uh, products in us we call it uh, artichokes asparagus those those are the things that are sometimes hard to find in foreign countries and when it comes you automatically have to switch the different type of food where you can get your content you need for the body thank you coach let me see are there any questions from our panelists oh, oh. orly john and virgin any questions no. from either no it, no you can go ahead i just join in i'm just listening all right and virgil yeah no question i'm keep on listening okay coach okay. are there new are there nutrition and fueling strategies for traveling and working exercising or competing at higher altitudes and low altitudes yes that is what they have to come out with some sort of schedule and you have to be must maintain that in discipline right certain time you eat certain time you do exercise and that's how it works it's absolutely i can definitely switch to the west indies side which is a lot of people has a direct concern and i had a few queries in uh, during the corona time some uh, real good players usually ask like how you maintain your body right for example when corona happened we were everyone were locked down means there is no outside activity on field activities were closed so now we are sitting at home spending more time on tv and cell phones with the internet world right and uh, at that time people uh, got little bit disturbed from their normal schedule from exercising or staying fit running jogging kind of thing and they started taking uh, more food frequently than they used to that means they are gaining the weight and because once you gain the weight it is a very difficult to control i i'm not saying it's impossible but for anyone if you are addicted to eat more food then it's a very hard to control and because of that your fitness can get impact because you are not able to control food or the food can help you both ways but as always the shortcut more you eat food you're going to have more weight you're going to have more issues including obesity it's all coming part of it as a food but there are limited food out there which can control those all factors but in order to stay with those food and maintain the proper schedule becomes very difficult how many times we have seen west indies talking about this player fitness mm-hmm. and you do this year you come back next year i guarantee you one year later players should have plus pounds not minus pounds okay coach can you tell us what the term low energy availability is in terms of athletes athletics fueling that goes a uh, multiple ways the low energy if i have to rate them it goes on the hydration means the level of water decreasing in your body right and because of that 
the oxygen level you need between the muscles is going down and that can immediately impact as a low energy the secondary side the food intake also has the capability to put you down but the majority of the time when we say low energy means you have not prepared the body for the action we need today if you are playing three hour game you must have body ready to go it can work for 3 hours if you playing odi which requires 8 hour of the day you need to have that proper nutrition and food to maintain that level if you playing test we are looking at 6 hours workload 5 days in a row so that is where if you are not able to keep your body fit for that level which is the game demand and then you can definitely face this challenge of low energy when you are under the low energy it is a breakdown you may not be able to perform 100% that's for sure but the part of the breakdown can be a complete breakdown or a partial breakdown complete breakdown is normally happens when you cannot keep continue doing in action or performance just like a lot of times player get retired hurt right or injured hurt means player is not able to keep continue but there is a partial breakdown can happen which is somebody feels the cramp then they call for the water they take some uh, intake and then they keep continue but they are not at 100% so that's a partial breakdown so when you are on low energy the main concern is what are you going to end up is it a partial breakdown or a complete breakdown if it is a completely breakdown then you may not be able to keep continuing the game and it can harm the chances for your team to compete and that is where it concern is the complete breakdown mostly caused by injuries so the low energy means you are in a risk zone to have some sort of injury and because of that the player has to avoid the low energy situation make sure you maintain the energy make sure you have enough energy to do the job you're doing all right excellent coach what about are coaches and trainers able to detect early signs of changes in athletes that may arise due to fuel and nutrition inadequacy it does but depends on the coaches nowadays and that is where it comes it's about we call it the adequate coaches training or education is not about certificates or certificates or having piece of paper and say i'm this quality coach that quality coach unless you are able to help the player there is a lot of things you are gaining to deal with the players like you say how you can detect the player right so that comes based on your experience and expertise and that is also a plus if you have played this game as athlete you know what you expect when you put yourself in someone's shoes the experienced coaches or expert coaches or knowledgeable coaches are able to find these problems way early before it happens and that is the how they can help the player to improve 
to maintain that level at the peak, and that is what we call as a high performance. High performance is not about playing at higher level. High performance is not about putting numbers in intense uh, mode or in a short time, something like that. No, it needs to be on a consistent basis, on a regular basis. And at the peak means if you are capable to put 100%, 110%, you are good to go. But if you try to put 90%, 80%, then it's no good. So you have to maintain that level. And it's during the practices or scrimmage games, which we call it the intra-squad friendly games, you must know how your players are doing it. Sometimes it's not easy to each, uh, understand each and every player, but you can definitely create a log with the specific benchmark or something. You are not looking at the minimum benchmark, but if you have like 10, 15, 20 players, you can definitely differentiate between those players who are good at it certain and who are don't. And that is where you need to see if some are don't or average, then we need to work on it so they can improve and compete their own teammates to the next level. Well, thank you, Coach. Now, we're, we're running out of time. And before you go, I would give you one final shot, uh, question here. Coach, can the lifestyle and nutrition affect the performance and career of a professional athlete? And also, can you tell us what alcohol and the athlete, how does it affect their performance? Well, there is a huge concern in the modern times. People are losing their regular schedule. You got to have some sort of schedule. Some of the professional players I know they have the standard schedule and they will not try to compromise. Means their routine will not change. Waking up certain time, eating something first in the morning, eating at certain time, their quantity, type of food, and all those sort of things need to be maintained. Over here, nowadays the players are things like these are the flexible. Okay, I was in a flight for six hours, so I'm going to skip the breakfast. I'm going and flying in evenings. Okay, I can take a couple of drinks and avoid dinner. Now, these are the things can harm. And to be honest, does not matter which sports you talk. I think alcohol, tobacco, and the drugs are definitely impact your performance. But at the same time, there are some, uh, I call it the enhanced performance drugs out there which can put you in uh, extra capability for a moment, extra strength or something. It can boost your energy for a limited time. But in the long run, those are the harmful. And because of that, at the youth level, I will say school and college, we usually mentor kids, hey, stay away from tobacco, alcohol, drug, and smoking. These are the four can definitely harm the performance. And those are not good things to have or discuss on a fuel intake. We need to focus more when we say fuel the champions. We need to think about what are the positive things we can do to help this player to become professional or best athlete out there. We are trying to avoid 
those all these matters which can harm their performance either we need to prevent them or need to keep them stay away from those can okay can it yes go ahead you go ahead you use a word there that i didn't comprehend quite well well is it alcohol 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 Oh, 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 alcohol. Okay, good. Okay, good. All right. All right. Okay. So, coach, we've come to the end of our session. I want to thank you for your insights, your knowledge and experience. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time right here on the cricket show. There is no doubt that coach Patel has answers to the questions you have been asking. The question that says how did he do that or why did he do that maybe you will say i am going to do that the next time once again thank you so much for joining us today coach and we look forward to having you back with us next week thank you all thank you very much coach and dennis thank you as well so let us turn our attention to oddly oddly come on in welcome Okay so good evening to Julian good evening to my fellow panelists of course Dennis is good afternoon out there in California and for all the listeners around the world it's good morning good afternoon good evening to you all uh, happy to be on the cricket show once again uh, should i go ahead with the inside with the edge inside edge yes okay the inside edge for today there is a player who um he is actually um we could call him the, the twin to uh, Mr Ashwin and the Indian team mm-hmm. he has played some 40 test some 70 test matches for India score over 3000 runs and he uh, his high score is 175 not out he's zooming in on 300 test wickets in test cricket 287 when it comes to catches 74 in ODIs and in IPL is 97 test matches zooming in on 100 there and um but did you know you know I'm speaking about Mr Ravindra Jadeja but did you know that Ravindra Jadeja has scored three triple centuries in first class cricket mm. three triple centuries in first class cricket and his highest been 331 Wow. So now you understand when India has a you know was I'm going to pick Jadeja over Kaldiv Yadav because he's a superior batter you know where they're coming from yeah. 300 3 different triple centuries in first class cricket and there we got it I can hear that big inside edge yes thank you so Jadeja. much Jadeja why they play five day first class matches yes indeed Well, thank you so much for that and we're going to give you a little intro before you come in with with those wonderful words. Happy birthday to you. Take it away, Orly. It's all yours. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Walter Henry Birthday and Anniversary Hour. 
it's the time of the evening when we take a look at the cricketing fraternity and we say happy hi hey hello happy birthday to you and it's a time when you also can call in with your birthday greetings and it's uh, you can call in with your birthday greetings, of course. It's 515-605-9850. 515-605-9850. And as we go along, as usual, we'll give an occasional footnote on individuals, yeah, as we run along. But just let me take a look at um, a couple other people who will be celebrating their birthday outside of cricket, celebrities. I'm going way, way, and when I say way, I mean like way back, 559 B.C., before Christ. Uh, mm. We have Queen Sing Shong, the first emperor of a united China. He reigned from 2020 to 2010. Remember, coming up to Christ, so it's, the day's going the other way. Alejandro Volta, Italian cited for um, inventing the first battery. He was back, back in 1745. 1898, Enzo Ferrari, Italian founder of the Ferrari Grand Prix motor racing team. In 1931, Toni Morrison, first African-American woman to win a Nobel Peace Prize. That was back, she got it in 2010. She was a writer. 1933, Okuno, Japanese artist and folk, of course, remembered for being the widow of John Lennon from the Beatles. She's 91 today. She's getting up there. I'm only 20 behind you, Oko. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Actress Steve Shepard, um, she's 74 today. Actor John Travolta, he's 70 today. Game show host Vena White from Wheel of Fortune, she's 67 today. Matt Dillon today, a music producer and rapper, Dr. Dre, he's 59. And Gillian Michel, TV host, the biggest loser, she's 49 today. All right, when it comes to cricket, the debut of Chris, not Chris, Colin Croft, 1977, which I remember well. I would listen, when you stuck to the radio, I was at work, and of course my transistor was everywhere. 1977, again, Pakistan. And also, Patrick Patterson made his ODI debut against England, but that was in 1986. Okay, Cecil Parkins from, uh, from England, Barry Knight and Mason Crane, all from England. Uh, we have Philip De Freitas out of Dominica. He plays for England. And O'Shane, Tom, O'Shane Thomas, yeah, celebrating his birthday today as well. Emma Campbell out of um, New Zealand, Fazal Hamoud from Pakistan, Karen Sadiq from Afghanistan. And we have Durant Perkin and Owen Smith from South Africa. And we have Craig Shuri from United Arab Emirates, Ronald Pope and Bruce Francis from Australia. And we have Shorin Reina, um, female cricketer out of India, and Rust. Rustam Bhatti from Canada having birthday today as well. For the second, we have out of Jamaica, Hari Sandy. can remember his popular song, Skylarkin. That's all they're doing today. Um, he's celebrating. He will be celebrating tomorrow. Norman O'Neill from Australia along with Steve Randall and Charlie Walker. Jack White and Percy, uh, Lucy Persons, of course, female. 
Rowan Kalpate from um, Sri Lanka, Taisha and Kasuma Knight, the two sister, twin sisters from outer Barbados, West Indies, Asha Ali from <coughs> Pakistan, John Cummins and Willem Mulder from South Africa, Warren Winitsky and Peggy Taylor from New Zealand, Rusty Doan uh, from India, and Farad ba- Baba from United States. Farad Baba, United States. For the, the 20th of February, uh, we have the birthday of Mr. Sidney Portia, who left us uh, not too long ago, yeah, in 2022. And also we have the the anniversary American John Glenn when he became the first American to orbit the Earth. I know the first astronaut was John Shepard, but um, Glenn was the first to orbit the Earth. And we have the sister of Mr. Dennis, Dennis Heath, Charmaine. She will be celebrating on the 20th also. Charmaine, happy birthday when it comes. Uh, back to cricket, Felicia Cummins, Trinidad Tobago, um, female cricketer. Dante Parkins from South Africa, Bonnie Lucas and Eddie Hemmings. And Jago, all from England, Clint McKay from Australia, Rohan Sunil Gavasa, out of India. Akhtar Farez, Pakistan, Ted Morali from New Zealand. Rohan Alexander from the United States and Shazan Khan out of Canada. For the 21st, we have Terrell Morton, Donna's nephew. Terrell will be celebrating on the, the, um, 30, the 21st, February, don't have February, the 21st. All right? I know Donna will come and set things right. And um, days after Patrick Patrick made his debut in the ODI, later that same year, he made his debut in Test Cricket versus <laughs> England in 19. 19- same 1986. Uh, cricket, uh, cricket, uh, Desmond Lewis had a, will be celebrating. We and the late Desmond Lewis, he left us in 2018 for the anniversary of his birth. Keith Hudson, out of Nevis. Kimo Paul from Guyana. And Kevin Hodge, also from us, will be celebrating also on the 21st. Michael Slater from Australia. And uh, we have John Parker. Anaru Kitchen from New Zealand. And we have Dickie Rotniger. Remember Dickie Rotniger coming up listening to cricket from India. Yes, cricket commentator. And we have Reese Topley from England. And Jackie Hancock, female cricketer, of course. Mike Camomile and Neville Quinn from South Africa. Navid Latif from Pakistan for the 22nd. Golfer Vijay Singh out of Fiji is celebrating his birthday. And St. Lucia Independence right, back in 1975. So remember our Caribbean neighbor, St. Lucia. The 22nd, they'll be celebrating their independence. Devon Malcolm out of Jamaica played for England. Shane Schilling for Dominica. Cardell Jacks, we made cricketer St. Vincent. Colin Fletcher out of Jamaica. Jack Robertson and Harry Brooks from England. George Palmer, Sean Tate, Clint McKay from Australia. Suganti Singh, female cricketer out of India. Ranjit Fernando from Sri Lanka. And we have 
Hashim Bennett out of New Zealand. Joanda Samarira, Wirika, United Arab Emirates. And for the uh, 23rd, Carlene Davis, singer out of Jamaica. You know, Carlene Davis um, was very popular in the pop music scene, and then she became a Christian. Now she sings gospel music. Just pick up one of her CDs. Robin Bino and Rashida Williams. Dino from Barbados, Rashida, female cricket out of Jamaica, West Indies. Um, England's first test cricket captain, James Lillywhite Jr. And you have Jeff Cope, Henry Jenner, Jack Broad, Warren Higgs, all from England. Herschel Gibbs, Ian Smith, Steve Ellsworth, all from South Africa. Frank Ward, Brad Young, and Debbie Martin from Australia. Kiran Bolosh. Oh, she has the highest score in test cricket for a female. She's from Pakistan, of course. She made 242 back in 2004. Still the highest um, cricket score female in test cricket. And we have Don Maxwell and Abdel Dean from Canada. Finally, the 24th. Uh, 24th will be two years since Vladimir Putin invaded, with the Russian invaded Ukraine, what they thought would have been a march in and march out two years later, they are still fighting. And thank God for that. Okay, so Derek Randall from England, Brian Close, John Lever, and we have Kim Cotton, umpire out of New Zealand. Um, Mike Whitney from Australia, uh, Mohammed Sami, not Shami, no, Sami from Pakistan. And we have Kiwad Singh from India, along with Chef Gumta. And uh, today, that day also will be the anniversary when the 200 runs was breached for the first time in international cricket by Sachin Tendulkar. Yeah, 200 not out. We can't forget that one. 14 to be like like 14 years uh, since it happened. Since then, uh, nine other cricketers have put their names on that list, of course. Rohan Sharma. Um, it has happened 12 times, but Rohan Sharma owned three of them also, the high score, 264. And it's also the anniversary when Chris Gale became the first cricketer to score a double century in the World Cup. And at that time, it was the fastest, 215 in 147 balls. It has been broken um, many times since. And um, also having birthday will be Kenroy Peters out of St. Vincent and traffic, um, Travis Darling out of Guyana. And something about Darling, uh, remember uh, when we were talking about um, the wicket keeper's ball? MS Donald removed his gloves. And he bowled, and he, he got the wicket of Darling, becoming his only test wicket <laughs> victim as a bowler. And that's what I got for you here. Back to you, okay. Thank you. Family. Thank you so much. We have uh, online Ivo. Why don't you come on in? Well, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, let me mm-hmm. jump 
and say, well, happy President's Day um, tomorrow. Those celebrating. So I think that's for starters for me. Of course, nephew Terrell Morton is having a birthday. I already mentioned that. And well, you said that. I was saying it, so I leave Donna to really put the trimmings in it. And uh, well, Dennis, is, he's been reminded of a birthday. I have to say that I'm jumping the gun to say Dennis might be doing the Virgil, wait, waiting for you to remind us of birthdays. Well, happy birthday <laughs> to your sister, Dennis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, well. That's it me, Liam. I'll be here for the duration. Okay. Thank you so much. Hi, Steve. Why don't you come on in? Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Once? Twice? Three times? Dennis? Yes, um, Liam. Okay. I want to... A message for Iber there to stop reading my mind. Because I had completely forgotten about my uh, my sister's birthday until until oddly reminded me. So thank you once, Niver. Okay. Thanks back to you, Leon. Continue. What is that? Go ahead. Are you there, Leon? Leon, are you there? I can Steve, hear you. Steve, I'm hearing okay, you, Steve, but Team Leon is off. I think we may have lost Leon there. Wait for him to come in. Um, Virgil, right. any birthdays well, from, from you? Yeah, let me go with my own. Um, not a birthday, but I would like to give my condolence to one of my sister, my younger sister, who father passed away um, what, a week or two ago. So Anne-Marie Bristol-Martin. My condolence to you, my sister, um, for the passing of your father. I would like That's to nice. add some more to it, but I'll probably do it another time because um, what, what I would like to add, like for myself, and I'm going to say something for most of the fathers, when you guys have kids, just like all of us, let your family members know that you have kids because just like I was telling you guys, I have and that I never, ever know until they never know me. I heard about them. They never know me until, like, months ago. Because my father, like, he never, some of them, he never told some of them that he have another kid somewhere else or something like that. And it's very disturbing. And for the fathers of them out there, you need to let, when you have kids different places, whether he or Tom, they can have, where we have a kid, let your family members know because, it come down to a part when people get older. It come down to a part when somebody meets you for the first time, you and them are family, and you never, they're around you, are close by you, are even far away, and they never, you never know, and they never know that you're related. So it's very important, no matter what the situation is, that whether your brother, sister, or your other kids in them, let them know you have kids, because you're the one that goes out there and do that, so you have to let them know. Thank you, Virgil. Words of wisdom. Leon, back with us. Take it over, Leon. Okay. Um, Donna, Donna, and Mer- Donna. Any birth? We haven't heard from Donna yet, Leon. Yeah, yeah pick it up. Pick like, her
Like, hardly mention my nephew, Tarell, who will be celebrating this week. He's going to be celebrating the big three all. But I think he got the date wrong. It's the okay. 22nd, Hartley. The 22nd. It's a... All right, all right. Thank you. Yeah, so change that in your books. The 22nd, my <laughs> nephew, Tarell, will be celebrating. And I would okay. also like I... to accept... Go ahead. greeting to two of my sisters-in-law. They had birthdays last week, but because I didn't have my notes last week, I completely forgot. So, Angelique Brown, she celebrated on the 12th, and Retna Brown, she did celebrated on the 16th. So, belated greetings to those two ladies. Okay? Um, Donna, I'm going to defend Audley. Audley only do that to say the wrong date just to make sure you come in and say the right date. He wants to make sure that you remember. That's all. <laughs> I wish it was, but, but, but it sounds good. <laughs> okay. okay, those are my silly brands for this week. All right. And I've already changed Donna. Right, okay. Folks, we are ahead, hoping yeah. to hear from Ben Manning. Do you remember Ben Manning, Ivor? Do you remember Ben out yes, in England? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. You know, yeah. He's, a, he's a Britisher who loves West Indies cricket. He should be on after 8 o'clock. I, I saw him on a while ago, and I tried to get him, but fall away. But anyway, we're hoping to hear from him. And I just yeah, want to I take remember this. The, I remember the story. I remember yeah. the story. He came to America, and... Um, found a lovely woman, got married, and that was it for cricket. <laughs> <laughs> for his world cricket show. <laughs> but I just want to take this opportunity to thank all the wonderful people on this panel and on the Saturday morning entertainment show for sending congratulatory gifts or messages to me and particular. Well, I speak on behalf of Dennis as well. I really and truly, from the bottom of my heart, and I want to say that this show has played a great part in letting us um, receive that award, and we will cherish it for the rest of our lives, and be grateful for everything each and every one of you have done over the years. You will make me a better person. Dennis? Can I just jump in there? My, let me just jump in there. My apology, um, I would like to say my um, congratulations to Leon and Dennis for the award they will be receiving sometime soon. Um, just wish you guys all the best and keep on doing what you do best. And maybe another couple of years again, you might be on that list again. All right. Thank you all so right. much. So, so, so. Just let me name a couple of birthdays and come back come to detail here. Okay, okay so, so my, my roommate, Pete Edmondson, he'll be celebrating on the 20th and the 20th of this month. So that's Tuesday. And CJ Miller, a friend of mine, uh, he'll be celebrating on Wednesday. And a former co-worker, Joe Gaynor, he'll be celebrating on Friday. So those yes, are my birthdays. Yes, yes, I'm here. So, you. Mr. Francis, the reason I didn't say anything is that I came on later. I don't know if it was announced. I don't know if it was announced before, so I, I, I was waiting yeah. to hear. Yeah, right. So now that it, 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 it's on air, and I know for sure. 
I just want to congratulate congratulate you guys. I don't know if you have, you heard my message. You called me at the time I you know I'm at work. My phone is off. What else? You know I always check my phone and I get home in the evening. Mm-hmm. So when after I checked the phone, I saw where you called me and I called you back, but the phone went to voicemail. So I left the message and the voicemail. Hopefully you retrieved it. And um, and, and also also Dennis, because I um I, I got a message from Dennis when I called him and he answered. So you know I talked to him, of course. So I just want to say big time congratulations to you, gentlemen. And I know that um getting the recognition was just the first step. We know that was coming inevitably. And of course, it's there no one. I can tell you the induction has already started it. I've already started because I have already inducted that day in my book, the fifth, <laughs> the fifth of October. It's already inducted in my book for that special occasion. So my induction <laughs> service has started already. So congratulations and God willing, God willing, I'm, I'm saying God willing, hopefully, well, not you know, as long as I'm not, I'm not sick or anything. I know that I'll be at that induction service. I'll be in Connecticut at the time and it'll be much closer. A couple of hours, no problem. Congratulations, gentlemen. Okay, thank you so much. Audley, i tell you something. My phone was out of action yesterday for a long. Every phone message I got went into my mail. I couldn't hear anything, mm. so I had to spend the whole Saturday morning in order to get it fixed. And thank yeah, God it's working now, so I'm sorry. So I I didn't hear your call, but I knew that you would have um, answered. Yes, I did. So no problem. No problem. And we'd be glad to let you meet the rest of my family when we were up there because I'm hopeful, hoping to bring my daughters and my son-in-law. Uh, and then, of course, I'll meet, uh, God willing, of course, I'll meet Dennis, uh, you, know, you know, at that yeah. time for the first time yeah. in person. I'm going to say without, any, without anything, if you're available, we have to have dinner, oddly. Someplace. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Anyone else? I think, sorry, you can't come. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you see my tears from there? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> okay. Anyone else? Can we move on? Okay, Audrey, why don't you close it out? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so this is it for this week. This has been the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Just want to thank you all for hanging in there with us and um, for our listeners throughout the world, whether you're in Asia or you're in, right here in America or the Caribbean, um, we just want to say thank you for tuning in, staying with us, and um, just each one, tell one, let them know, let everyone know we're on from 6 until 9 p.m. on Sunday Eastern Time. So until next week, God willing, one more time, we'll be the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, Dennis, go over to you. Yes, Thank you, Leon, and uh, we're at the point, and regular listeners will know that at this time of the evening, we have our focus on the laws of cricket. Presentation this evening will be by Donna Brown, and she'll be presenting on laws 31 and 32. Donna, come in. Yes, hello, good night, everyone. Hi. Yes, good evening again, Donna. 
And typically, once an umpire's decision is made, it cannot be changed. That ends Law 31. So I'll now move on to Law 32, Bold. This law is very simple. The batter is out bold in the following situations. One, the wicket is broken by a legal delivery that hits the stumps first. A delivery that hits the batter's person, bat or dress first before hitting the stump. Three, a delivery that is kicked or pushed onto the wicket during an attempt by the batter to protect his or her wicket. And four, a successful attempt to hit the ball which ricochet onto the stump. Note that in the situation where the ball first strikes the batter clearly in front of the wicket, and in all probability the batter will be given out leg before wicket, which is shortened LBW, if the ball continues to hit the wicket. The bold decision will be regarded as the official dismissal mode, not the LBW. And that's the end of the presentation. Thank you Thank so you. much. Beautiful. So much. Be- beautiful. I learned something today if I made a slip right in. Um, I did not know that you could appeal at the end of the over as long as the, the, the other over did not get started or time out was called. I did not know that. That is part of the law. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you recall, if, if, if you recall we had a, a situation only last week in the the uh, West Indies Australia match, where the batter was clearly out, run out, but because no one appealed, the umpire did not give the decision out, and quite clearly it was seen on the DRS system that he was out, and it caused a little bit of a stir and there I say quite controversy, but clearly this just emphasizes the law that that's probably recognized maybe for the first time in many years of cricket. So that was very, very timely. And, of course, the other thing that we did not mention clearly there is that in today's modern professional cricket, the DRS system is involved, and so a decision by the umpire once made can be revoked simply because the rules of this tournament would say DRS is involved in the decisions. So that's it. Thank you. Any questions from anyone for Donna? She's answering. No, I no. Time, no. no questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Thank you so much, Donna, for Thank that you. presentation. And Thank we you. Look forward. All right. You're welcome. Thank you, Donna. Thank you as well. We look forward to Murtry's presentation next Sunday. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, yes, thank you, Dennis. (laughs) Thank you, Dennis. Um, At this point, I'd like to introduce a friend of the cricket show, a a friend of West Indies cricket, the great Ben Manning. Good evening to you, Ben. (laughs) Your friend Ivor is smiling from one corner of his mouth to the next. And we have some wow. new panelists. <laughs> yes. Wow. Some new. So what, what did you do, Ben, when the Western won that match? Did you cartwheel twice or three times? 
Well, uh, well, that's the funniest thing. It's quite embarrassing to remember because it's been a long. I think it's nine years now since I've been yeah. been on your show. It's been a long time, but um, I've got lots to tell you. But what? Oh, I, I was I would have cartwheeled, but it, it, to, to my great shame and embarrassment, that I actually missed it when it was actually happening. Because even though I, I passionately would have believed, um, no one believed me of this, but that had I known that Shamar Joseph was fit. I would have done anything to tune it, but I thought, you know, I thought that with that toe, it looked so bad. Um, but, but I thought he was out of the match, and uh, people would be like, "Oh, well, to be honest, if I'd known he was fit, I really would have would have believed that there was more than a chance." Because he's like he got into a genie's bottle in the 1980s and came out in in 2024. He's incredible, and I think most people, a lot of people, have given up, and it's just like wonderfully heartening for everybody see the natural talent is like an incredible uh, natural talent and of course I, I woke up to the incredible news and, and it was funny because I'm a, I'm a bit of a mu- music because uh, I'm a musician I'm a, a huge music fan and uh, it was a strange coincidence but that very night I saw it seen a performance by a favorite singer of mine called Hugh Cornwell who was the leader of a band called The Stranglers my favorite band in the child. So I had a lovely night, but I was really tired. And I thought, gosh, the cricket will be on, but it's not on until 4 a.m. And because I'd had such a lovely time, I fell asleep, which was the unthinkable. And you know what's so sad and cruel about it? I woke up exactly four hours later when it had just finished, about 10 minutes finished. So after all those years of, 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 of telling everybody who called me a fool, that I, that I believe in the West Indies, when it really matters, I missed it, which is really sad. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm sure there's people out in the West Indies who, who missed, it, missed it too, who, who perhaps missed it the same way. It's kind of ironic, but it was just, the, I, I've watched it endlessly since. I managed to get hold of longer highlights and I've watched all the, listened to the, 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 the it, as it was live as well when it was on the radio too. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, just wonderful to hear. And, you know, people might wonder who I am. Well, with my love of, of West Indies cricket. Well, of course, as you might remember, I was yes, coached a yes. couple of times as a, as a small child by West Indies, um, those with West Indies heritage anyway, Norman Cowans and Will Black when I was very small. And I, I grew up in the West Indies area, so I always had this wonderful uh, appreciation. But of course, as a child, West Indies were the greatest team possibly ever in, in history. So, of course, that's where I picked up my huge uh, love of them. And uh, in recent years, with all the last 20 years, really, we've had such a a dreadful time for West Indies cricket. So many exciting players coming up, it seemed that it never would lead anywhere. And it's just been, it's been terrific just to see this result. It's just such a shame that it's going to be six months before there's a, another test match. But I was really, really chuffed, uh, really excited to see your invites come on the show. So I just thought I'd drop, drop yourself in and say hello and, and just congratulate mm-hmm. you on, on a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. And yet another proof that, you know, 10 years ago, we were talking about how insane the big three situation is. And and it's just so terrible, uh, awful, that it's still the same situation all this time later. And that this proves how crazy the system is. That, that, that there can be such talent that can still come up. Uh, Shamar Joseph, what, 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 a, what an incredibly intelligent, shrewd young man as well to, to, to see above the IPL dollars and, and think mm-hmm. of the West Indies. That's very moving. I think Tony Cozier, bless him, wherever he is. I hope he's smiling. <laughs> but thanks for inviting me on, and it's, it's great yeah. to be talking well, 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 You know, we have a There's long Leon, list Leon, of panelists. Oh, hold, hold, hold. We have no, a long Le- list of panelists. I was muted. Oh, wait, Dennis, uh, oddly. He's not. Okay. Um, he's, 
Um, we have a long list of panelists, and we're going to bring on Iva first, and then Iva will introduce the other panelists. So, Iva, come on in. Hello, Ben. How are you doing, my friend? Very good. Very, very happy to see. I won't use the word. I won't even say the the words. Uh, T T T C. Terms. No, I won't say. But you certainly feel that West Indies cricket has has got to a new chapter that's very highly significant. So I'm I'm doing very well. I'm very happy to be talking to you at a more positive time for the West Indies development and hopefully the future. I mean, with the tour coming up in England. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens this year. So let's see if West Indies have more, more, you know, better times in England. So I, I know that in the last, when you look at even when West Indies have been doing badly, of course, the record in the West Indies against England has actually been quite good. So, uh, you know, so who, who knows what will happen this summer? Yes, well, we want to thank you for your continued support, West Indies um, cricket. Uh, thank you. Well, we have with us Mr. Dennis Heath. You, you're going to be meeting him for the first time. We've known um, Audley Watson. We have some newcomers, but we've extended the, the, the panel. We have two ladies on here as well. As yeah. a matter of fact, we have one having tea with you right now. Hyacinth, out of the UK. <laughs> so, Hyacinth, go ahead and say hello to Ben. Mm-hmm. Hello, Hyson. Are you there? Hyson, uh, why don't you come in, Dennis? Dennis, until we reach Hyson. Dennis, come on in. Okay. Ben, Ben, from... ben mm. good evening to you. And I know you're probably almost at your bedtime. I'm delighted exactly. to meet you. I'm, I'm delighted to meet you for the first time. Uh, I suspect strongly that I may have taken your spot on the cricket show because I'm one of the newest arrival to the cricket show. <laughs> and I ask you, Ben, what part of London or England are you calling from? Because I have a connection to London, England, where I grew up and, uh, you know, went to school and so on and played a lot of cricket there too. So I'm curious oh, to know sure. what part of London you or England you're currently in. Well, it's interesting, it's interesting to relate that actually I'm not actually in London. I'm, I'm from, from London as a kid. And uh, until recently, I was actually living in West Dulwich, where Trevor Bailey had a, a little cricket academy that's still there and in London. And, and uh, I grew up in Paddington, not far from Lords. And, and, and that's, where I, that's where I got the, um, where I met Norman Carrington and Will Slack, because there was a, a Westminster schools, uh, schools initiative when I was a child. So it, London's in my blood, but my folks moved to Somerset when I was a bit older in the West Country. And that's where I'm mm-hmm. calling you from at the moment, a place called Taunton in Somerset, which is of course where Viv and Joel used to used to hang around quite a bit years ago. So <laughs> yeah, you, I never saw Viv I never saw Viv play at Taunton. But I did I did actually, what am I talking about? I did see it was years later after he retired, I saw Viv Richards uh, play in a Bunbury game yeah, about in 2003, would you believe? And uh, he looked absolutely fantastic. And he played at Taunton and he hit this beautiful six. And I, to this day, I don't understand why Peter Trigo, I think it was, caught the catch and, and decided to keep it. I, I would have dropped it just to watch him play. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm Taunton, I'm in at the moment. 
Okay, Ben, I'm, I'm, I grew up in uh, the Kentish town and North London where, yes, as you know, quite close to Lords as well. So I had the privilege yeah. of visiting that great site. Um, wow. All, and, of course, I played a lot of cricket around London area there. So, once again, I'm very delighted to have met you on the here, and hopefully maybe the next time I'm in London, I will try to remember to uh, drop in for a couple. And, of course, I take this opportunity to see if Hyacinth, who's currently in London right now, losing some sleep, may say hello to you. Hyacinth, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Hello, Hyacinth. Oh, I'm... I'm in North London, Wood Green area. Wood Green, yeah, I know yeah. it very well there. That's not yeah. far from Alexandra, Alexandra Alexander Palace, isn't it? There, which is my church is famous, just at the bottom um, of Alexander Palace. That's and right, yeah, it's beautiful. I've been to Lords many times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice, so, it? Yeah, all around that area. Yeah, it's not quite headquarters. Yeah. It used to be. Total headquarters, isn't it? Years ago, it was the headquarters of cricket, but not quite anymore. But it, it is to those of us who, with, with the history of cricket in our hearts, it's got so much history there. But as, as you said, it was back in the days when the West Indies was on top. He used to follow the game. Yeah, and when I was a lot, yeah. I mean, forget them. When I was a child, the, the power of the West Indies was was extraordinary, and I think it's just been. Oh, it's such a tough, tough, tough few years for the West Indies. It still is. Obviously, it's still going on. But it's wonderful, wonderful to watch Shamar was just like a dream come true. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of hope there. And I'm just so relieved that after the debacle of the World Cup and everything recently that things have picked up. It's, it was so awful not having West Indies in the World Cup. So it's just wonderful to see. And, and no, it's, it's, you know, the West Indies, as, as I say, when I was a child, but... There was no, it's not like today where they hype everything up and everything is kind of a little bit false, whatever new T20 league they want to launch or whatever. They, it just literally sort of, they sold themselves and the West Indies cricketers, they were just so ahead of everyone. And so it's funny when they talk about baseball now, that in a sense, they've kind of, started, you know, he was very ahead of his time as a kind of type of baseball back in the day. But it was it was just so thrilling watching West Indies. And so when I watched Jamar running in like that and I couldn't, believe my, my eyes and I felt kind of vindicated all those years of going on to people that, that the talent was there but uh, it's so difficult to explain to some people you know that the talent was still there in West Indies cricket even though the results weren't one thing I'd always say to people is well why did they get all these players in the IPL then if, if mm-hmm. there isn't talent um, it's sad that's what's killing them and they sort of look all confused but you know what I mean <laughs> the talent <laughs> It's great to see and uh, very delighted, really. I just hope it can continue. Well, obviously it will continue, but I, I just I wonder, I wonder if Shamar's got any mates, you know? Ben, we have Audley on. Ben? Audley, wow. Jamaica. Yeah, I remember Audley. Audley. It's been a few years. <laughs> hey, Ben, how are you? Mm-hmm. Well, very happy to talk to you in in, in happier times, uh, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's, I know it's only once, but, you know, it's a very important step. And I know there have right. been steps forward in the past. I think this one's a bit different, and I don't think there's likely to be any back in the same way as the past. But, you know, one has to touch wood and all that. But, 
you honestly do feel that this chap, like, he's, <laughs> whoever upstairs has pulled the strings up in heaven, they've done a good job. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I just, I just want to apologize to you uh, also because um, some days after I saw we're up in the West Indies winning that match in Australia that we, you posted. Congratulations. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, I've, you know, some year, from some years ago, maybe six going seven years, I've, we're posting it it's on Facebook. It's concerned. I haven't been posting. The, the account is still Ooh. up, but I haven't been active on, on the Facebook. And uh, I saw it days after. So I just want to apologize um, where well, that is concerned. But, but uh, yes, yeah, so I'm happy to know that you are still in cricket because I remember you coming to the United States and uh, you told us, saw this beautiful lady or something, got married, and then that was the, that was the world cricket show. It was no more. <laughs> oh, congratulations, my friend. Hope everything's going good. <laughs> Can we, have, yeah, we, have, yeah. a, we have a young man by the name of Virgil Francis. He goes by the nickname 007 Virgil. Why don't you say hello to Ben? I, I yeah, good, 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 good evening, Ben. I'm talking to you from the beautiful city of Lauderdale, <laughs> the first international <laughs> cricket stadium in, in Lauderdale, Florida. And I think wow. the last time we talked, I said, I hope you come. I don't remember. I hope you come to, to see a game sometime in, um, in, in, in Lauderdale, Florida. And you were also talking about Viv Richard. I had the privilege to, because, like, about three weeks ago to a month ago, they had um, they had a game here for Lawrence Rowe. Um, 50 years oh. since Lawrence Rowe made 300, 300, and it mm. it, it had Viv Richard, Andy Roberts, Courtney Walsh, Jurel oh. um, Garner, and I think it was College King. That yeah. that that was here attending um, that ceremony for, 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 for him that day. It was wonderful. Wow. So next time you Gosh. want to meet Viv Richards and that, make sure you come down to Florida here when he's here and you can get a wonderful time down here. Oh, wow. Well, that would be a dream come to It's rather sad. We probably just missed each other because in, in the past, because in the last 10 years, I've been to Miami quite a few times and uh, back, back, you know, we're back in it oh, about, about six, seven years ago. But hopefully I'll get another chance because I when I was in America, I did go across to Woodley Park um, in California and, and, and see various cricketers down there. I actually spotted Ricardo Powell uh, down there one day, of all people. I don't know if that's true, but I did spot the odd X player uh, from years ago. But there was Shane Watson as well. But there was like, it was like nobody, I think it was Shane Watson, actually it wasn't Shane Watson, but it would come back to me. But there was like nobody there. It was like a village ground in England. It's quite extraordinary. But it's lovely to hear you mention Lawrence Rowe because. Um, I've always been fascinated by him because he was stolen by the, the Rebel League situation, of course. Mm. His career was decimated by that. And that's such a shame because I've heard magical stories about him. and it's, it's, He was never allowed to to show what he was really capable of, which is a, a pity, really, because Clive Lloyd obviously took care of things while he was he was in his pomp, unfortunately. But he could have... Yeah, shame. I've heard wonderful stories about him. But Viv, obviously, my, my shoulders. So I would give anything to meet there. That would be amazing. But um, nice to hear you mention Lawrence Road for sure. Ben, meet Donna, one of our female panelists, Donna Brown. Donna, meet. Hello, good night, Ben. This is Donna. Hello from New York City. Nice <laughs> meeting you here. 
Yeah, well, lovely to connect with you. New York City, goodness me. I haven't been there for, for a while. And of course, there was the Cricket Academy there, I think, was impoverished. Oh, it's been going back going back a few years. I think there's quite a bit of cricket in New York, isn't there? But I've never really explored properly in terms of stage for long periods. I've only had very short visits. So, yeah, it's lovely to hear from you. Let's tell me more about cricket in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I have very little idea of, of cricket in New York. I know they mostly played in Queens. Yeah. And I am in Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn, goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Brooklyn once. Very famous part of New York. Yeah. Am I on the other? Let's go Merchis first, and then you, Ivor, and then I, I got another question for you, too. Merchis, come on in. Say hello to Ben. I, I'm not going to let him leave you guys out. Merchis, she has okay, one of the best smiles in the, in the business, Ben. So go ahead, Merchis. Yeah. Good, night. Good night, Ben. This is Patrice. I'm from New York. Mm-hmm. So in Queens. And it's a pleasure meeting you here on the Cricket Show. And I mm-hmm. think i and you haven't been here over nine years, so I think you have to rectify that and come on more often. Yes, so well, we are looking for Dano, we have his link now. We have his link now, so we'll do what we can. Yeah. To bring him on. Nearly one o'clock in the morning. I would have called in earlier, but I had a techie issue with my phone, mm. which was very annoying. So I'm glad I've made it, but it was a bit late than yeah. I expected. But I'm, Your I'm not worried if only... If only I'd stayed up that night, the magic, the magical night, uh, the one night of my life. And this is what happened in 2019. You won't believe this, but I, I actually miss the Stokes innings. Um, it's a long story. I'll tell you about it one day. I've had many nervous breakdowns since. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you can have a with cricket, we can be a bit jinxed, but you can miss the most important thing of all. Ben, okay. what, what, what a, ben, what a beat in England took today. Are you crying or no? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't follow it. As I say, in recent years, I got quite, not bitter with the game, but I haven't followed it as much or as, as well as I used to. Um, and there's a few of the younger England players I'm less like familiar with, um, that I've been, and I've been following it quite well. But I... I thought that obviously the first test was, was you know, obviously wonderful for England. But again, I'm afraid, you know, from talking to my colleague Julian Katanak, who, who you might remember, Julian used to feature on my show a bit, and I always wanted mm-hmm. to bring him on here. But he, he was PA at Taunton for a while and a great cricket raconteur and, and um, knows, knows a lot of people in the game. And he, he, was, he always comes back to the fact of the shot selection, you know, that the England chap when we got bowled out, the shot selection was so poor. And part of that is because of they play so much franchise cricket, I think. Um, mm. And also, um, the home advantage, you know, I don't really enjoy it. Whenever we go to India these days, or when anyone does that, I don't really enjoy the, the India dominance of the game, the way they dominate. And so I, I don't quite get the pleasure. And, and so with the West Indies, it's frustrating because... Obviously, with the, the, the situation as it is with the awful rankings that we, we have only a two-test series, or however long it was, but if, one wishes there could have been a few more tests in the series just to just to show Shamar's talent all the more. But I've followed mm-hmm. England, and I've, I've followed it, followed it. But I think I think the reality is, I think I think with the, the T20 leagues, it's just 
they lose the patience. But in England, are like show ponies, will always come up with a often a staggering performance. Like obviously to win that Test match out in India was you know a wonderful thing, like the West Indies. But at the end of the day, we always seem to blow it when it comes. But not many people win in India. Let's face it, it, it it's like Australia, it's a very difficult place mm-hmm. to win. Mm-hmm. Ivor, take it over. Ivor, come on yeah, in. Well, yeah, well, I, I wanted to tell you that I gave Kutner a ride in, in in my car. Don't know if you wanted to say something. He flagged me down, so he, he's on my line. Kutner? <laughs> Kutner, they're from Whittleson, yes. He, he, he's, uh, he's muted. Uh, he's muted himself. Well, right. Simon, we have Simon waiting, Dennis. Um, Simon, say hello to Ben until we get cut now. Simon, come on in quickly. Hello and a good evening to you, Mr. President, and good evening to all our listeners all over the world. Good evening to our panelists. Hope everyone had a wonderful week last week. And we're looking forward to a much better week this week. We have Mr. Ben Manning on from England. Come on in, Simon. Simon, are you with us? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening to you. No, I'm asking you. We have a guest, Mr. Ben Manning. You remember him from the early days? He used to come on on Sundays with us. No, I don't. Uh, no, I okay, really don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that don't remember you, Ben. Don't take it. That's what. That's what I have a go right ahead. I remember ahead. you. I, I always you remember. Know? I always remember your voice. Actually, I remember you. So. Okay. okay. Very good. You said his, his name is. Ben Manning. Ben Manning. Ben Manning. Okay. No, I can't say I do. I want to be okay. honest. Why don't, you, why don't you listen a while and we have some more panels and some questions? Ivor, you have a question for Ben again? Or I do indeed, yes. Well, I, I would want Ben to say a happy birthday to Mr. Arthurton, who is having a birthday um, this week. He would have um, rallied around Keith Arthurton coming out of Nevis. Oh, wow. Ben, you remember, you, you remember the great Keith Arthurton? Yeah, yeah, he's a left-hander and very, very yeah. pugnacious and confident. Yeah, like Gus Logie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, no, Gus Logie wasn't, he wasn't a left-hander, but a similar kind of, you know, that sort of, oh, he wasn't, of course he was, but there was a, like, pugnacious street fighter kind of, he was a real kind of fighter. And, again, I don't remember his career, I don't know if his career got cut short by injury. You know, let me know. I think he was. Well, he thought if you want, I could bring up day to his career. Mm-hmm. If he's the one talking. Yeah. So he, yeah, played, that, he played 30, okay. He played 33 Test matches for West Indies, 105 ODI. Mm-hmm. So he had he had quite a good good, good um, career. Mm-hmm. He yeah, hears from the Nevis. Yeah, from Nevis. Wonderful player. Yeah, he was a great player. I do, I do remember mm-hmm. him. He's not one that gets mentioned enough. He was a brilliant fielder, one of the best fielders in the world ever. Majestic with his sleeves down, too, right? Yeah, didn't he used to wear a really cool sun hat as well? Sure, yes, I remember years yes, ago. yes. A bit like Desi Haynes one.
Okay, Ben, what, what do you think about England, the finances for the ICC? Are you, any, any, any views on how the, share, the, the finances are shared among the, the miners? In the well, cooking? I mean, yeah, I mean, one of the things I used to do with my show, because I used to run my own little podcast show, is I used to get a bit frustrated because when I had experience at the BBC and things, the things I wanted to talk about weren't really very fashionable. So it wasn't sort of, it was quite difficult. So that's why I used to try and do the odd show on the Big Three situation. And, and it's rather sad, sort of 10 years on, it's exactly the same. Um, but I did, I did know that there was a film called uh, Death of a Gentleman that came out about five years ago that was very, very good. It got some some interest, but it did raise some really important uh, question marks about the game. And I've always been a, a bit a bit worried ever since, really, looking at, looking at results and things after watching that. And I hope it's not as bad as, as that sort of painted it. But um, it is a bit worrying because there's so many people with business interests inside of the game that aren't necessarily people that with cricket backgrounds that, um, that, that, that I think, you know, I suppose a bit of corruption has maybe has come in at the top because I can't understand why you would give all the money to three, you know, three teams and then also all these development pools of money for, for teams that no one really cares about and an awful lot of money for for developing the game in, in parts of the world where, you know, it's never been played before, et cetera, et cetera. I couldn't really understand that. It's be, it'd be better to put money into a, a region where the game's had a fantastic history like the West Indies. And so I, I suppose I, I don't understand the way it's done at all. Uh, I would do it totally differently. I mean, I wouldn't cut out the smaller nations, but I would look at lots of things like developing talent and everything. And, and as I said earlier, you know, people would say, well, they didn't qualify for the World Cup, I might Holland or whatever. The thing is, obviously, those other teams don't tend to have all the players in the IPL that West Indies do, which does, you know, it does speak volumes of the fact that there is obviously a lot of talent still in the West Indies. But it's just uh, the, 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 the infrastructure and the, the, the funding that you need is, is criminally low, and I think that's to the shame of the sport, but no one really outs it. It's been a situation now for on and off for a long time, hasn't it? And nobody really seems to get to the crux of the matter, which is really a disappointing. You always get sort of the odds, you know, high-profile cricket person will say, oh, you know, the world is the strongest in team. But, you know, really you need action, not talk. And I think it's a great shame that the ICC aren't more proactive with, you know, getting involved with developing the sport again more in the West Indies or giving more money towards the West Indies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is is the great sadness, really. So, yeah, my just thoughts on it is that it's, it's too elitist the way it's run. And, and, I mean, another example was the, the TV rights deal in England in 06, which after the 05 Ashes, you know, victory, uh, the game was sort of sold down the river, really, to Sky um, in England, which is pay-per-view television. And that's the same sort of thing where you think, well, that's just very brainless. Why would you do that? So cricket, cricket shoots itself mm. in the foot. Sometimes, and I think it has with this, because everybody says, you know, everyone wants a strong West Indies team. Yet there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of help for the West Indies was given to the West Indies. So it's a bit contradictory, really, a bit patronising. I think Tony Cozier, when he was in um, Death of a Gentleman, I think he, it's rather sad that he he felt that it was quite patronising. We now see what he means. Everyone sort of says that, but, you know, and and then there was some footage of one of the grounds sort of falling apart. But on the positive, there are obviously now, particularly with this development committee, 
um, of, of, of uh, you know looking at obviously there's there's been a, a new change of, of which I didn't realise in the last of the three four years quite recent times it, it's clear that there's, there's been more of a push to really find and, and develop new talent with little money and, and uh, it's remarkable what's been achieved from what I've gathered and that's how Shamar has come about I guess because he comes from a very poor part of Guyana doesn't he so it's incredible really. Dennis. Leon, can I interject? Leon? Go ahead then. Yes, well, Mr. Manning, we are into the Lawrence Yagawa hour. And mm-hmm. your good friend Simon has a question for all of us, but he wants you to get a crack at it first. Oh. Take it over, Leon. Okay, Simon, your question to the panelists. The question to the panelists tonight is. Yes. I set this scenario. We are both batting, and um, I am the non-striker. You are the striker, and um, the bowler is coming into bowl, and I'm the non-striker, and I keep running up before he bowls the ball. Does he have a recourse to tell me, do not run up, or can the umpire tell me, do not run up before the ball is bowled, or what is the recourse that he has? Well, uh, well, I think the problem with that situation is you might find that what 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 could happen is 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 that that you could you could find yourself in a man mancad situation, couldn't you, where the bowler might rip the bales off. So um, I think what I might do as a batsman is try and put you off somehow. I don't know how I do it. Um, otherwise, it may be up to the umpire. Because it might be that you see you'd be you'd lose your wicket for being out of your ground, you see. So one would hope that that the umpire would intervene. As far as what I I, I could do or would do, <laughs> uh, is if the if the, if we're in play and the bowler's on the way in, I don't see what I can do other than <laughs> try and try and sort of just a gesture towards you. It's a difficult one. Um, if you've done it consistently and you're saying that that you've gotten away with it a few times. Then I would have a word with you to say, look, I think we're going to have to, okay. have to stop. Yeah. Can you talk with him yourself, or should you ask the umpire to tell him stop running up before I deliver? Oh, um, I think if you did it surreptitiously, you, you, you could you could sort of drop a hint before he's caught. Um, but probably within the, the the spirit of the game, you're probably supposed to talk to the umpire, but. I, I think most players on the same team would try and work out, a, a, you know, a little understanding, wouldn't they? Oh. <laughs> but, but yeah, not not sure on that one. Okay, thank you, Sean, for being so honest. <laughs> the panelists have to say about it, and anybody who wants to call in. Call, call, make a call for Simon. Who you want to speak? Tell us who you want to call. And I know, you know what I do? I, I'll run him out, man. I'll man cut him. And ask my captain, ask my captain to call him back. <laughs> ah, there you go. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll run him out, him out as well. I'll run him out as well because um, the days, the thing have been clearly explained in more recent time mm-hmm. because of what has been happening, and the, the laws are the rules have been modified once the the bowler's arm, you have to wait until the bowler's arm reaches a certain angle before you can get out your crease. So therefore, 
it's an it's an unfair advantage if you try to run out anywhere from that. So the bowler have all right to run you out, so I would run him out. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Dennis? Yes, no, I, I certainly agree with uh, Audley's uh, comments there. The bowler has every right to run him out. The umpire yeah. need not get involved until the mm. run out has occurred. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the umpire must be mindful of whether or not the bowler, in trying to do so, creates a no-ball, which may complicate the situation. Okay. Uh, Ivan? Yes. yes, well, it would be my time to shine. I will make sure mm-hmm. I go to the stump microphone mm-hmm. and speak as loudly as I can and tell them to follow. <laughs> you are a cheat, and if you continue to I will plug the bills and run you out. <laughs> All right. Dennis, we wonder, can we introduce the other, the other um, Australia against Western East? That um, yes, yes, the, the final T20 match. Yes. Mm. Yes, certainly that 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 was. A I didn't get that. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait for double double seven. Come on in, double All right. I'm I'm running in. I'm running into board. He have one run to win. And the money goes increase. Then I knock his stump off before I deliver the ball. So I mean, he have no right because that's a big advantage. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like you call him back because mm. one run to win. He's a bigger no, advantage no, down there. He, 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 he's a yeah, can I ask Ben what his thoughts are on the very last test match here that England folded like a book cover yeah. against India? He did. We talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we had a, we had a little chat about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. England have a England have a knack for playing really well in. And seemingly being fantastic, and, and then we always seem to have a match, like either the next match or the one after, where we, we make absolute fools of ourselves. It, it, it seems to be the way of the England team. <laughs> but it was a, you know, a disappointing performance, but probably based a lot in all these bad habits from the shorter forms of the game. I assume it's hard to say, but it was unfortunate what happened. But I've got to watch the footage properly again. Um, I, I haven't seen it, um, it quite as, as well as I would have liked. But it was a, it was a, it was a, you know, what I have seen, it was, it was once again, you know, further proof that this franchise game, you know, can have some, you know, produce some very bad habits. All right. Thank you there, Ben. All right. Uh, Leon asked about... Introduce the, 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 oh, the in, India, where we talk about India and England. Western is fine. Western is fine. T20. T20. Yes, this is this is where I think it's one of those matches that the West Indies, I believe, actually won the toss and decided that they would bat, having won the toss previously, and decided that they would take the field. This time they made the call to bat first, 
scored 220 for six. A mm. magnificent knock, if I might say so, from Rus- Russell and Rutherford. And, of course, very, very useful contribution from Chase, 37, and Skipper Powell, 21. That was, and, uh, you know, they've said often that, I've already said that Zampa is the best spin bowler in the world. That is a statement I've heard made uh, previously, and I don't know if I would rate Zampa as the best spin bowler in the world, but um, he, he took one wicket for 65 with Bartlett, two for 37. So the, 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 the wickets were fairly scattered amongst the Aussies. Australia batted 183 for five. David Warner, he was at his absolute best. And I cringe each time a bowler came up to actually bowl to David Warner. And he made a wonderful 81 not out with contributions from Tim David, 41, and a little bit of contribution from Marsh. At least he stayed there. And uh, the, the bowling performance, of course, was Chase for the West Indies, who managed to take two wickets for 19 timing the Australian batters, and Shepard came with two for 31, and Hossein one for 33. The eventual end was very, very, uh, shall we exciting, with West Indies finally pulling it out of the hat and winning that one by 37 runs. What magnificent performance in the end, and good sticking to it. That's how it ended, and that's what I saw there. Back to you. Yeah. <laughs> ben, you want to give us your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw it, and, and it was uh, exciting to see. I was really pleased to see the West Indies come away with a victory in the T20 because um, I, 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 it, it's very confusing that in fairly recent years, which was only six, seven years ago, obviously with with um, Braithwaite hitting that incredible six to win the, the World T20. Um, there's obviously been quite a slide since, which is very, very odd. Most odd, actually. Obviously, the recent T20 um, results haven't been so good for the West Indies, which is really, really surprising. So it's quite interesting that the Test team have been doing a bit better, but the T20 team haven't. And when the T20 team are doing better, the Test team were. So hopefully mm. things can come together, you know, come together a bit more. But I, I saw it. It was very impressive. I, I, I was, I was wondering, just as an independent. Um, Later on, when we're not talking about this, you might be able to tell me whatever happened to Racky in Cornwall, because I've always wondered where he went. He was quite an un- unusual character because of his weight and everything, but he was wonderful fun, I thought, and his stats are quite good as well. Um, but I did, I did watch it. I did watch him. Um, I did watch it. It's it great to see a West Indies victory, and I do hope in the next World Cup coming up that you know that you can carry on the momentum and get get the old magic back of, of you know obviously with Braithwaite only in recent years you know Leon let me we, point out that um, Cardinal has joined Cardinal has joined us Leon so okay. maybe you might watch I'll bring him in okay Cardinal remember Ben as well remember I'm going to say something because I was I was going to ask Ben a question about um feeling batting and bowling but mm-hmm. just to, men, to, to bring up Cornwall, but since he bring it up, <laughs> and Ben, I'm telling you, I think we in the West Indies, we um, discriminate, and I don't even know how we're supposed because 
everybody look on Cornwall. Cornwall can bowl. Cornwall can bat. In the T20, he will brutally beat anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And every time you talk to somebody from the Caribbean about Cornwall, the only thing they can say, he can't mm-hmm. run, he can't run. Yes, he cannot run as fast as the rest. But yeah. I would prefer to have a person who cannot run like him and bat mm-hmm. and bowl than to have somebody who can run fast but can't bat or can't bowl. Exactly, you understand? Yeah. So yeah. I think he was yeah. discriminated against him too much. For instead, of, instead of for a person like that, that size, mm-hmm. can perform mm-hmm. like that, I think what we should mm. do, put our arms around him and say, look, well done, young man, because if you at that size can do that, the rest slim, trim, fit guys, as they said, should be able mm. to do a lot better than you. And we're not mm. doing that. All we try to do, bring down this mm. young man, bring down this young man. And when yeah. somebody has a, like a disadvantage in certain way, you're supposed to really, mm. I mean, push this guy yeah. as much as you can. But all they're doing is just try to... Him down. That's all most West Indian people. Samit Patel, Patel was bad, badly treated for similar reasons. And it's one of those debates, isn't it? Because back in the old days, my friend Julian always says that one of the problems with so many injuries now is because they're always in the gym and they mm-hmm. care more about looking good and everything else rather than playing the game. And, yeah. you know, you look at, you, if, if you speak to a lot of older players, they say, oh, you know, you, you remember a lot of older players, you know, they would often like Fred Truman. It was before my time, but he would talk about drinking and and and, and smoking and having pork pies and all this. Yet that yet they do incredible performances on the field without any dietitians or anything. Botham, Ian Botham was a terrible drinker, you know. Uh, yeah, yet he somehow hardly he hardly ever broke down for years and years. He hardly had an injury, and you know why that was? It's because he always says that he, yeah, contrary to popular belief, he didn't spend hours down the gym. He, he, he always used to say both that the best way to keep fit was to keep bowling. And, you know, obviously, you know, years ago, you had people like Colin Melbourne and Eddie Hemmings, players that were fatter, you know, that, or bigger rather, sorry, that played, you know, and had great careers. It's only today with all the age, probably similar to ages, and I suppose people, people are very visual, aren't they? Everyone wants people to look, you know, fantastic. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you look, it's if you come up with the goods. And he does, yes. you know, I've always been impressed by him. So I really hope he, he gets back in the team and stands another you know, chance of playing again. Because it's, it's just, as you say, it's rather tragic if he's denied when he does seem quite a consistent sort of performer from what I remember. But it's been, I don't know how long it's been since he's played for the West Indies. So you'll have to fill me in on that. <clears throat> Yesterday, Ben, he got six for 61 and made 54 against um against Guyana. Yeah, Guyana. Yeah. To win. Oh, but right. we have Cardinal. Oh, we have Cardinal on the line. Oh, wait. He, 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 he crossed the 3,000. He crossed the 3,000 mark. He, he had yeah. he reached 3,000 runs in first class game also. Oh, but what yeah. what about for the West Indies though? What, what did he do no. last? No, he's he's been no matter how much he performed, the matter how much he performed, um let me put it this way, before we bring on Cardinal. When they were going to Australia, I think it was last year or something like that, he was selected in the team. He, he get a call, he was selected, asked him if he's available, yes. And the next day when they announced the team, his name was not on the list, and nobody can give no explanation why they do it. Some people said, the Australians said, if he, they, they, they don't want him to come there. That's what some people speculated and said. Nobody know what happened. They just tried to bring down this young man as much as possible 
to the ground as far as they can carry him. You know, and he's performing. He's getting wicked and he's making runs. Oh, that's discrimination, isn't it? I mean, I, I did see yeah, a, a slightly a slightly disappointing interview a couple of years ago with Fazir Mohammed, where he seemed to sort of say something a bit, and I, I, I very, can't remember what it was very now. Very mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, and I thought it was very insensitive. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we all make mistakes, but it's, it's, it's sad to see. I, I, it's, it's strange, isn't it? When it comes to age or weight, people are very insensitive to <laughs> things that they say. And at the end of the day, like you say, he, he, he comes up with, with, with some very good performances. So I hope he doesn't let it affect him too much psycholo- psychologically. You know, I do hope he gets back in, but I, I fear that he won't, um, which is, is really sad. Indictment. But unfortunately, it's a global problem. I mean, it would be the same in England, be the same... It's, it's a pity because there was a different era, obviously, when you look back at people like Mike Gatting, we used to laugh that he looked like Henry VIII with the bat, you know. <laughs> um, mm. But, you know, again, you know, he was had a great record. So it's only really happened in the last sort of when they've been doing all this fitness crate stuff that, as I say, can actually cause injuries. Um, you'll often get very fit-looking players and they break down all the time because they're mm-hmm. overtraining. I heard you mention his record right now. Um, he he mm. has so far played 10 test matches for the West Indies. Um, in bowling, he has taken 35 wickets, best being 75. And in batting, he has so far scored 261 with two fifties, the highest being 73. Mm. Sure. Not bad. Okay, we, cool. we have Cardinal on the line. Cardinal, you remember Ben? Years ago, would you want to say anything to him? <laughs> Cardinal, are you with us? Uh, <coughs> what you are doing, what you are declaring. Somebody phone is picking up something else. Yeah. Let's see. Car- Cardinal, are you with us? <coughs> No, he's not. He's not Maybe he's muted. Okay. Either that or he doesn't, he doesn't remember me. All right. Okay. No, well, no, you go ahead. No, Dennis, Dennis, you, you, you ask, you finish the question, and well, we try and get it. Hear me if he was. You know, I know I'd, I'd, I'd completed that. I was about to ask Ivor if he has any connection, contact oh. with Cardinal okay. to figure out what he yeah, well, because well, let's go he's on, new Dennis. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll do that right after yeah, I make yeah. a comment about okay. the, um, yeah, it. Yeah, in, in the meantime, and just in case, I can say, um, and I was going talking about the World Cup to Ben coming up. Do you know um, how much game is playing in the U.S. this year from the, 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 the World Cup in the West Indies? Um, I, I, I don't know the exact, exact mm-hmm. amount of games, but I know that they're playing, they're okay. sharing it, aren't they? Florida yeah, and, um... okay. let me tell you, in, 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 in my area, Lauder Hill, they're playing four, four games. Ooh. And in Dallas, they play four games, yeah, in Lauder Hill. In Dallas, mm-hmm. they're, playing, um, they're playing one, two, three, I think, three mm-hmm. games. And in in New York, New York gets eight games. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought, I thought li- it was li- li- in the West. No, li- 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 no, no, it's in the West Indies, but this is the game that we get. And listen to this. The, the World Cup, 
the, the most watched game in the world is going to play in New York. That's between Pakistan and India. Wow. That's exciting. I wish I was back in America now. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go back. The game's picking up. You know, when I was out in Woodley Park, I used to think, goodness, I wonder, I wonder if it's going to pick up out here, But which was only, what, four or five years ago. But, yeah, I'll have to get back out there. And uh, I'd love to go to the to, – to, I know there's a lot of cricket in Texas of all places now. There's a cricket centre, isn't there? They've got big ground. I didn't know that they were having matches in Dallas. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. And, and here it is also the game. They wanted to build a stadium in Van Cortland Park, and everybody up there was kicking up. They didn't want it there, so the mayor of Long Island take up the challenge. So they are going to build it in um, in Long Island. Wow! And you know the the Van Cortland area is going to regret they ever make that mistake. Okay, what about the other match that we we talked about? New Zealand taking on a depleted South Africa, Ben. Was it just yeah. for them to send that on the, well, a second team? Under-prepared. Oh, not underprepared, but just not enough quality players. All they went, they went to the T20, so the SA T20. Nothing on that, Ben? Oh, ben has dropped, unfortunately. Leo. Oh, he has dropped. Oh, that's okay. right. He's dropped. Okay, why don't you pick, it up, pick up your comments and then... then um, well, on in South that, Africa versus... South Africa yeah, versus that, New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, well, that, that was the match, as you pointed out, where South Africa, because of the... Uh, financial economic situation decided mm-hmm. to send uh, their second team to uh, New Zealand. Although they had asked New Zealand to postpone, uh, New Zealand said no. And I suppose New Zealand probably had their eyes and ears and, of course, their pocketbook trained on the fact that uh, you need those points in order to qualify for the World Cup tournament next time around. So, they said no, and they took advantage of the situation to uh, decimate uh, South Africa. Because well, they played two matches. They played two matches, two test matches, and they lost both, one by 281 runs and one by seven Wasn't that bad, but um, the competition was not there for, for New Zealand. Anyone wants to comment on that? Oddly, no, I like, I like to comment on thing because uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But first of all, well, Kyle is in a position where it's not going to be up to broadcast standard, so he, mm-hmm. he was not going to listen, so he's on his phone listening. Yeah. So he apologized okay. for that, but he did say okay. he remember uh, Ben, yeah. Ben Manning, so he's just listening. But I wanted Ben to hear this, but I'm sorry, he's gone. But I'll say it anyway, he, he he dropped, dropped. Mm-hmm. right? But I'll, I'll say it anyway. This forum is responsible for the winnings of the last 2020 match by virtually picking and changing the team. There was hope Ooh. for us when we left out hope. Like, remember okay. last week we picked a team and we yeah. all unanimously left out hope? Yeah, so. 
They have to be bought in case, you remember? Yeah. Mm. And I even send mails to come in. And you exactly. Say, and you exactly. say case. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I want to let him know that they are listening. And mm-hmm. if they would have listened before, Sammy would have spoken with us. I think we would have won it maybe 2-1 instead of 1-2. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get that, 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 that push in it. But I hope yeah. we get a chance to speak about um, the DIOS in the matches between um well, don't, why don't you bring it up, Ivor? Go ahead, bring it up while we point Oh, out. okay. Mm-hmm. Because you remember I said all the time, this DIOS and these measurements and all this kind of stuff here, I do not trust it. And this umpire call, I think Virgil said it a couple of weeks ago too, it has got to go. That umpire's call has no business in cricket. If you're out, you're out. You're out. <laughs> Okay. You can't be saved by an umpire who always say, I like Virgil, so when I hit mm-hmm. him, when, when the ball hit Virgil, I can always say, not out. And then when the ball hit me, the same ball that Virgil got not out for, I am going to be out and mess up my record. Mm-hmm. So, here is the captain from England coming out. He came at the wrong time, I believe, mm-hmm. because they lost the match. He's coming out, but exactly he's coming out about it because we speak about it here all the time the DRS assessment can be wrong and to me it can be manipulated I don't care what it I don't care what it yeah yeah I remember last week we talked about test matches uh, yes being played in the Ranji Trophy now yes. it's also play, it's also recorded as test matches if you look on the fixture list for the Ranji Trophy, if you look at the fixture list for the county championship uh, over in New Zealand, they are listed as test matches, although they are four-day matches. I, I, I got the information that five days would constitute a test match, but now they are playing four days and they are calling them test matches. If you look on the record, so I was no, going to. I, I think I sent it to you. If you would have looked at it, I sent it to you. The preliminary matches are four days matches. They're recorded as first class matches. In the yeah. number yeah. stages, in order to get a result, they use five days. Five days. Right. It's only in the knockout stages they play five days. All the other days. <laughs> And they were called to make as, sure to make sure somebody win and somebody lose. Yeah, yes, that's but all they, it is. Yeah. But the preliminary rounds are known as are played for four days, and they're listed no. as five days as a test. No, the preliminary no. rounds are, are listed for five can days. I, can, can I ask a question? No, go ahead. No, can I ask a question? No, wait, 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 huh? wait, wait. The first match for the county championship is played. Going to be played between between Durham and Hampshire. The, the match begins on April the 5th and it's finishing April the 8th. Leon, that's four days. So, so that's four days. Yeah. So that's four days. Five, six, yeah. seven, eight. Four days. Yeah. Four days. Right. And yeah. look, the first class matches. They are first class um, matches. I- Go ahead. I need to solve that problem right now because I'm going to ask a question. 
Mm. I'm playing for West Indies. Mm. Hardly play for Jamaica. Hardly never play West Indies cricket. If uh, hardly play for India, not for India, but play in the Ranji Trophy in India. Now mm-hmm. you look up my record and say test match. How many test match I played? Well, if I played five, five, five test match West Indies. If you look up Hardy's name, he cannot say Hardy play a hundred test match. He cannot say that, even though Hardy no. was playing in no, the Grand no. Trophy as what you said call it test. But, so something but, but is wrong I'm here. You, though, I'm saying to you that these matches are not counted as test matches. They're yeah, not, but they're, not they're, listed, as they're listed as test matches. I, I doubt that. Uh, some, some type of that. Well, look, pull up the record on ICC. Um, okay, and Ben is saying he's back. Ben huh? is saying he's okay. back. Okay, Ben is back, and why don't you bring back Ben? Okay, let me see. I had yes. some sort of yeah. techie issue. <laughs> okay, Ben. Thanks. Did you get a bounce from New Yeah, we have a, we have a bounce here for you, Ben. The county can you hear us, Jack? You can hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Are you hearing us? Yeah. We're hearing you, right? He's hearing us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've got you. Okay. Oop. The county championships are listed on the ICC webpage. As they, the season will have 79 no, test matches. They're listed as test matches. My question to you. Why is it that the West Indies are listed as list A and why are they called test match and they only play four days? Have you any knowledge about that or any information about that? Sorry, you'll have to repeat the question to a degree. All I've caught of that, because part of it was muffled, but what I, what I think I understood you meant was that... The um, county championship will begin yeah. Yeah, um, in April the 6th. The list for the ICC says... They'll be playing 70 test matches April the 5th through September the 29th. Where they call test matches, they only play four, match, four days a week. And Western matches are listed as listed. And also, well, I'm not sure. the Ranji Trophy. Hmm. That's my question. But on their webpage, they have list test matches. They didn't say anything about first class. Oh, but then again, they're not oh. included in the, the test matches, the record of the players' test matches. Yeah. Um, I, c- I couldn't tell you. I'll have to do some research into that myself. But one thing I was going to say when you asked me about uh, New Zealand, uh, mm-hmm. that the match against South Africa was, was that um, this, this problem with South African cricket has been going on a long time. It's kind of the last five years, it seems to have got steadily worse because they lose players uh, to Somerset, for example, like Mashan DeLong, uh, DeLong and, and you know, I remember seeing him play last year, I think it was, at Thornton, thinking, he's young, you know, he should be playing for South Africa. It's very strange. They seem to not only lose cricketers to the franchise system, but also to um, the, the quota system and also the English county system. Uh, which is is most odd, and obviously, if they want to survive, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. It's a little bit like what's happened with the West Indies, um, but but with this the list A games, I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that. It's an interesting question. 
Um, I thought when you were saying at eight, so I thought we were talking about the rankings for a minute, but um, the ITC mm. rankings, which I can't mm. stand, I don't like the rankings idea really, but then the World Test Championship is quite an interesting concept, so I guess it's connected. But, um, but yeah, I'll have to look into your question. I'm sorry I can't really answer it. It's like, okay. Uh, anybody well, I, I've already it. had some, another, another scenario, which I never saw. I tried to get look up that and no, see no information there. However, you want to bring in that again? Tell Ben what you, you thought? Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. Um, oh, Dennis, would you want to do that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I received the document copied to me from, uh, I think it was Ivor, but what it showed was the BCCI reports that those matches are list A matches and not test matches. So, what no, is the First class, then. Not first class. If but why are they listed on, 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 on the webpage as test matches? Well, no, the BCCI, I would imagine that the Board of Control for Cricket in India are the ones who sanction these Ranji trophies. So, therefore, if they're listed by the BCCI as first class matches, as opposed to test matches, then they must be first class matches, Leon. Well, when they're listed on the website for BCC, uh, the ICC, or ESPN, or Quick Info, as test matches, you need to pull up the fixture list. They, they, see they, got wrong, they, they simply got it wrong. So um, wrong. we know it's not test matches. Uh, well, why should they get it wrong over these days? Test matches are between countries. Why should they huh? print something wrong for us? It was not living in a perfect world. It happened sometimes. So, but, yeah. we, but we know already that test matches are only played between two separate countries. So they can't be playing the, 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 the local cricket and it's called test matches. But they listed so, uh, by now they should have I know, I know they do, but, 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 but we, know, we know it's not, it's not right. We know it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, but we want to know, I wanted to know the answer. I mean... <laughs> we, I, mean, I don't want to know the answer because if somebody asks me, I would want I, I, to know the typographical it. error. I would say typographical no, error. No, but in Ranji and in the in New Zealand, they also listed that way too. If you look at New Zealand, picture they all do. They all can't be, be wrong. There's, or of if they, course, if they everybody can be wrong. It's only in, one can be right. <laughs> everybody can be right. What I'm saying, if they are continuously printing documents that we re- rehearse to bring on the show, and they're putting them, it, listing them as just Is there a section where you can reply, where you can, you can reply to, to it? Because I remember looking up the articles mm. when they had the, they list the number of um, century, triple centuries in test cricket. And when mm. I looked at it, they, they totally omitted Chris Gale 333. So there was a section oh. where I could comment. So I did that. Yeah, Chris Gale 333 was not on it. So I, I wrote in and, and, you know, Chris Gale, whatever, and who played against Sri Lanka and the data and everything. So do some of okay, those well, have well, what you can do, and I, I will do it as well, Audi. What you can do, there is a guy on Info who asked, asked him a question. That's oh, something that we get asked him. Asked him, ask him. that's right. But yeah. when we pull up the information, it's showing us as test matches and not listed of first-class matches, which is wrong. It doesn't I'm matter what the print is not right. So mm. we yeah. will take it as that. It's not right. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Well, we we look. We, let's put it Good. this way. We'll make the effort. We'll make the effort to clarify this. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and there's something we need to know. Listen this also. Listen this also. If they mm-hmm. said, if they ask how much test match Sharma play, they will tell you what test match Sharma well, play country against. Not why play in 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 some. Otherwise, he'd have gone about no, 300 test matches already said, played. I said that before. I said that he's not listed in the... He's confusing. I said that before. They're not listed among the rest because Big Richards and the works would have more than 8,000 runs. So... We, we look into it, Leon, and perhaps mm, we'll yeah, yeah. in the next couple of, di- couple of weeks. Okay. Um... We, we talk about Ben. Ben, did you comment on the West Indies, uh, the ICC yeah. World Cup come next year? Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you come mean, this you year, mean in June. In June. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, as I say, I'm very excited about that. Um, as I said earlier, it's a great shame that this is a bit of a delay before it starts. We've got the IPL to disrupt things in between times, but um, it's going to be, you know, wonderful to, to see. See a, a, a T20 World Cup in the, in your region as well, um, and obviously with what happened with Braithwaite in recent years. Um, I mean, I, I, again, as with Racky and Cornwall, I'm a bit um, <laughs> bemused by by his non selections as well. Um, Braithwaite, because I remember hearing him interviewed in England um, when he was doing the commentary um, last time. I think West Indies were over here or, or whenever it was, and he did sound extremely down actually in one of the interviews about. Um, not appearing for the West Indies. But what's happened with him as well? I mean, is he completely? I mean, he seems to. He seems quite young still. Is he completely out of the record in these days? He's still playing regional cricket. Playing regional cricket. Yeah. He's captain in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope I hope he plays again. But yeah, it's an exciting prospect because of it being in West Indies in the USA. And let's hope, you know, with with the current squad and everything doing so much so much better, winning the last match in the series against Australia, you know, hope that, that it's going to be a close series, a, a close tournament. I really hope West Indies get to the final, obviously. And uh, but the, the signs are good. Do you think that Shemar? I mean, I assume Shemar Joseph um, will play, even though you want to keep him on ice, you could say, for the, the Tour of England. But it sounds like he's going to be a three-format player, which is surprising. But I did hear Sammy yeah. saying that I think he's going to play in all three formats, which is a bit worrying. But I suppose you've got to maximise someone that good for a World Cup, that great, I mean, for a World Cup. Um, but that's my basic thoughts on it. I'm just very excited that hopefully West Indies are going to, going to really step up again with this one because when they won before, you know, it's wonderful. And one thing I will say, just going back quickly to the test uh, victory recently, is that, you know, Australians really don't like to get beaten. You know, my experience, they're a funny lot. They really don't like it. But it was really moving. I think it moved a lot of people perhaps even to tears to see Aussies. Look, you could see the reaction. There is a tremendous contradictory goodwill towards West Indies cricket. I say contradictory because, you know, there's no proper investment by the ITC and everything else. At the same time, there is a lot of, you know, goodwill, and that was very moving. So, you know, we'll see, see how things go. It's a very exciting World Cup, and can't wait, wait to see, you know, the talent. I mean, Hodge is an exciting talent, and McKenzie, you know, various new players you've got are really interesting to watch. They're not necessarily in the T20 squad, probably in the testing, but 
it's, it's a very ex exciting time because there's quite a pool of young players in the Aussie squad that you know, nobody knew they were, like Athanase and various players. And, and they certainly have something a bit different about them. You know, it's, it's with, the, with the test series coming up, there's an old adage, you know, you never change a winning side. And I know Holder's got to come back. But, um, yeah, it'd be nice if you, you, were, you know, could keep the same same 11, but I know it's going to probably be slightly different, but I'm jumping ahead of myself, but we'll see what happens with the World Cup first. <laughs> <laughs> then we have almost come to the end of our show, and we usually ask the panelists to wrap up. Why don't you just give us your final thoughts? And... Well, it's a real privilege to have been on. It's been a while, about nine years now since I've been on, yes. and uh, I, I have my World Cricket Show, which used to be with, I used to do. Um, and my podcast, which I greatly enjoyed, and you were on my show and vice versa a few times. So it's really lovely to take a trip down memory lane and get involved again. And obviously, um, it's 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 a corner and it's it's a different chapter in West Indies cricket that that has happened. A very significant moment. I think what Shimar did was incredibly significant in the history of the, the sport. Mm -hmm. Even I think that people might look back; it might be a watershed moment. But with the test. Test as a, a test as a, as a as an entity, you know, struggling to survive um, as it is. Um, we'll have to see what the long-term future is. But you know, one thing's for sure: people go on about you know the Ashes, and absolutely, you know, it's a showcase. But you know, if you look back through the history of the game, the way the West Indies in, enriched the game, you know, obviously it's primarily with the greatest all-round ever, you know, sobers and setting the standards with fitness and different things back in the day. Um, you know, the world does need a strong West Indies team. And I think that maybe people look back on it as a watershed moment with Shamar, that anything could happen and, and that, that this is where things change. And, and uh, I certainly think that as soon as people realise that West Indies is, is, you know, so important, I mean, they do say they realise, but I think once the victories start happening again and again, um, and that there's a hint of you going up the, up, the, up the rankings, the ICC won't be able to ignore it, and they'll have to invest more. So you can always dictate the terms. So that's what's so exciting about this young man, that you know that's where you've got the power for once, and you can turn the tables on the ICC and say, look, if you don't support us, you're crazy, because we've got all this talent. You keep saying, you know, you want a strong West Indies team. Well, here it is. Here's this chess piece in Sh Shamar. You know, there's more where that came from. So, you know... Put your money where your mouth is and help us out. And hopefully that's, that's what the bright future is going to be for West Indies moving forward. Luckily, he has got an extension of his contract in IPL for three years. So that's very good. And the West Indies is giving him a central contract as well. So he has some good mm. money. I hope that will be mm. kind of restrictive from floating all around the world. And just uh, preserve, his, preserve his body and that he can come fresh and keep it. He can be contracted by others. Thank you so yeah. much, Ben. And we all enjoy hearing from you. Wish you well. <laughs> and don't be afraid to stop in anytime. We'll always bring you in and make room for you. You were one of us. Oh. Oh, I have anything you. No, to no. on the party note or anyone else? Yeah, I just want uh, to know a little about your visitor tonight. Um, um, I'd like to ask him which county he played for in England. <laughs> Uh, well, I like, um, it's a difficult one for me to answer, actually, because just as with my split split loyalties with uh, England and, and the West Indies is my favourite sort of team from outside. Um, it's a bit like that with, with county cricket, too, because I, I grew up 
London. So there's part of me wants to support Surrey because Surrey was so so exciting when I was growing up. But I, I, I have to support Somerset really because I spent mm. a lot of time in Somerset and with the history of the club and the connections with West Indies, even though it went a bit strange. Um, at the end of the day, it's still a very important club. And uh, even though they don't spend their money very wisely, they're a very rich club and there's, there's various aspects that I don't like about it. I still would put my loyalties uh, with Somerset. Very nice. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, because I lived quite a long time in England. I lived in Wembley, yeah. a club in Wembley. I wasn't good oh. enough to play for Middlesex, but uh, <laughs> oh. I played for a club in Wembley in um, Middlesex. Wow. But I didn't play for Middlesex yeah. County. Probably if I well, probably younger, probably I'd had a chance, but I didn't. But I, yeah, I enjoyed well. the time living in England. It was a great country. Uh, that's what I call home. And um, so that's why I wanted to know which county you played for. Because well, my favorite Middlesex. county was Middlesex. Middlesex was another, was another thing. I, 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 again, I split loyalties a bit. Middlesex probably were more my team, but that Surrey were always, across the river, were always more appealing because they had Alex Stewart and yeah. all these, Mark Ramprakash and all these exciting players. But, but yeah, yeah, I guess I'd have to settle with Somerset now, but yeah, uh, Middlesex also great team. Yeah, yes, yes. Thank you I, I mean, I, I, grew, I mean, I grew up in Harrow Road, which is right by Wembley, so it's yeah. natural for me to feel some loyalties. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Uh, thanks so Hi, much for your answer. Thanks. Hi, so good morning. Thank you. Thank you. She's from, she's from London. Hi, she's from London. Hi, she's from London. Hi, London. Hi, she's from 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 London. Hi, she's Merchant. Breaking up. Merchant. Yes. Your final thoughts. Be- Sorry to Ben. Mm-hmm. Beautiful show. Thanks, Ben, for coming in. Thank you. Come back again. And to everyone, mm-hmm. have a good week and a productive week. God bless. Amen. Virgil, 07, final thoughts to Ben and you. Yeah, um, Ben, was nice having you back. Um from all those years and don't make it that long again and I hope the next time you're in Florida you come to the beautiful city of Florida Hill and watch a cricket game at the most beautiful stadium that we have here thank you oh yeah well, I'm looking forward yes. to hearing from you again and for each and every one of you good night and we'll talk again next week Ivor good night yes Ivor uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes I'm here yeah final well, thoughts mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just before I talk about the President's Day, I want to tip my hat to Mr. Um, Ashwin. Um, I know he's up in age. That guy has over 500 wickets, and he has bowled over 250 left-handers with that option oh. going across them. That should be noted. So, and I give it to him now. This is a guy whose mother got sick, left, and came back to do duties, national duties. For his country. I want everybody to understand mm-hmm. what was that in this cricket when we were not loyal to our cricket team. Ashwin came back after his mother got ill to finish up a match 
As I with Joseph did it, his mother died and he played cricket for West Indies. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Big, big thing. Sure, yeah. 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 Uh, a holiday, right. so we're going to burn the bird. Make sure you don't burn up the bird. Enjoy the rest of the week. Nice. Yeah, man. Thank so, you. Thank ben, you so much. Nice to mm. company again. Thank you. Thanks okay. for having me on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, Orly? Yes, um, just want to say it's good to have Ben around again, a breath, breath of fresh air for a very, very long time. And I'm not going <laughs> to even say, but I know he's not going to stay away this long uh, for an, no. on the next occasion. All right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, first I'm able to also share, say, hey, congratulations to West Indies and winning. Yet not consolation win, but nevertheless, seem as if we we're going down, but they came back and put up a healthy 220, and we won. So that was very good for the West Indies. Otherwise, look, uh, the week is coming tomorrow's President Day. Have a wonderful mm. President Day. And for the week as we go, a thought for the day, for the mm. week. Don't go about and worry yourself about stuff because here's the thought, an unknown author. Blessed is the person who is too busy to worry in the day and is too sleepy to worry at night. Go with that attitude. God bless you. See you next week. God bless you. Uh, Dennis, final thoughts? Okay, Leon, thank you. Um, you know, the most awesomest show on the radio on Saturday morning, yes, you guessed it, that will be, you will be inspired when you tune in to the Saturday morning entertainment hour on the Caribbean Global Voices at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Caribbean Global Voices. one 999 3693. That's Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 12 noon, Caribbean Global Voices for the most awesomest show on radio on the Saturday morning. It's been wonderful meeting you, Ben, and look forward yes, to man. having you back again. Hopefully, you will have a pleasant rest of the night and not too many nightmares because most of your sleeping hours have gone. Thank you. See you again. <laughs> back, to, back to you, Leo. Okay, then. Okay. Yeah, you see my here, but it's been worth it. <laughs> anyone, did we miss anyone? Did we miss anyone? Did we, did we miss you? Virgil? Nope. Okay. No, I'm already given. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell, talk to me. No, I'm already gone. You're already gone? And then anybody else? We, we had everybody. Important thing. We did have a wonderful show, and I um, just wanted to thank Ben again and let him know that he will be available to bring in every week if he's available. And, and yeah, well, to be with us. I'll try and bring my, my friend Julian Katanak on as well. He was on a few of my old shows. If anyone looks up my old archive World Cricket Show, you'll find yeah. a few of him on there. He's, he's great fun, so it'd be lovely to get him involved one week as well. I think you'll find him very informative and quite fun as funny as well. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but lovely to be asked. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a shame it's been so long, but it's wonderful to be back on. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a wonderfully Here, exciting. Here's a song for one of your greatest. Ben, just before the song, I want right. Ben to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Ben heard it, but Ben, we have two of our Star Wars here who've been um, nominated to be into the Hall of Fame. 
um, in October 5th. So if you're in the area, you'll be you're very welcome to see all these great happenings over there in Connecticut from October. This. That's Mr. Gosh. Leon Francis and Dennis Seat. They've been inducted oh. into the Hall of Fame. So it'd be oh, nice to see them mm-hmm. um, accept their, 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 their Yes. Yeah, it, was, it was never like, there was an old film, wasn't there? King Arthur in Connecticut's court, whatever it was. There was some old nineteen forties film. But yeah, no, Connecticut. Who would have imagined cricket in Connecticut at one time? But then when you look back through the history of the sport, you know, the, the sort of, some of the earliest, you know, most significant I think the first test match was was USA, Canada. So yeah, I mean there's a rich history in the US region and obviously it was tragic with Sir Alan Stanford but if there could be connections between West Indies and some of the American dollars, then I'm sure it could help. But we'd rather, I'd rather it came via the ICC than a T20 route, really. You know, so let's hope things get, you know, continue with the funding and, and with all this talent. As I said earlier, that, that the powers that be wake up and help West Indies, you know, get back to the top again where they should be. <laughs> one thing, Ben. One thing. Did you get a two dollar Sir Viv Richards on two dollar? You know, he's put his name, his his uh, picture, his idol is on the two dollar bill. Sir Viv. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't hear about that. Virgil, how could? You, why didn't you tell Ben? <laughs> Virgil. Anyway, here is a song that Virgil likes, and we're gonna we're gonna go out with this song. I didn't hear that. No, a $2 bill for Sir Bill. Did you get one? Yeah, I have my $2 bill signed. Yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I have my Not only did he get signed. one, but he, he got it signed. Yeah, I, I haven't got mine signed yet. Ben, listen, listen to this. Um, about uh, when, when Stanford used to have his T20, I think we ended up at the last final. My brother in as a photographer, mm-hmm. so he took me, and I took pictures mm-hmm. with all the the legends, and wow. I give Richardson, I give Richardson that to take round to all the legends, and they sign each and every one of them sign it. So I have a picture with I can tell you Richie Richardson, Curly Ambrose, Andy Roberts, Joel Garner, um, <laughs> Bill Richards, um, Courtney Walsh. Um, Garfield Sobers <laughs> and I think um, wow. um what's the other one from Barbados name? I can't remember his name. But one of those other legends wow. from with Garfield. Well, I, I, I can quickly tell you. Uh, West Hall, my goodness, I actually do you know I saw you won't believe this, but when I was when I was only tiny, I was only eight uh, five five years old, I got taken to the Oval for an exhibition match of uh, Caribbean superstars of yesteryear that had been long retired. And believe it or not, Wes Hall played and Gary Sobers played and Ian Botham bowled in for naught. And in my silly childhood head, that, that made Ian Botham even more of this sort of, now they say Stokes is better, so I understand. But, but back then he was like a superstar, you know. And, and Joel Garner, I also met at that match and I got his autograph. Um, and I remember how incredibly tall he was. I mean, I was a child, so I remember looking up at him and, and he just seemed to never end. He's like this beam pole. It's quite extraordinary. <laughs> Good night, all. And here it goes. Vivi is the name, cricket is the game, brother I don't know how he could play cricket so, but his batting, bowling, stealing, catching his breath, hey. 
get lovers in the making. That man Richard could really bat. It's something to see him and the attack. Slandering Boland again and again. It's remarkable how he does dictate the game. No bowler holds a terror for Biggie and Richard. Not Thompson, not Lily, not Daisy, not Shanda Zika. Perfect coordination of body and mind. That brother is really dynamite. Face that him. He ain't give a front where you're bowling him. Faster, slowly, you're going back to the boundary. When the bowling tight, if you see the man, he has a defense. No bowler can penetrate. Yes, he can score his runs as freely as he will. He could beat the tightest field with sheer technical skill. When that man drives you, he scorch the deal and leaves the mid on standing still. His breath left leg cut right off the stump. So many times I've left come and take the stump. No bowler holds a terror for Biggie and Richard. Not Thompson, not Lily, not Baby, not Shanda Sika. Perfect coordination of body and mind. That brother is really dynamite. Face He don't give a front for you bowling him. Faster, slowly, you're going back to the boundary. England, here they come. This hunk of a man. This classical player and his fellow Antiguan. Andy Robert Redkin have back once again in your country. Vivian Richard Redkin bowlers boundary after boundary. Watch this scoreboard kicking on. When Vivian bats him, the machine must run. And people applauding for runs like Red. And another splendid Richard century again. No bowler holds a terror for Biggie and Richard. Not Thompson, not Lily, not Baby, not Shanda Sika. Perfect coordination of body and mind. That brother is really dynamite. Face he don't give a front for you're bowling him. Faster, slowly, you're going back to the boundary and Good night, all. Good night, all. Good night. 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 Good night.